Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I am Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And welcome to welcome. episode 52. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I usually don't celebrate episode 50s, but I thought, given the significance of 52 in the DC Universe, I thought it could be fun. Yes. And Connor, um, this yeah. uh, 52, things are... A little weird in this podcasting world. Mm. Things shift and uh, and shimmer, especially in this episode. Yes, uh, because we have Adam on for the first time in this episode, Ooh. but we also had Adam on for the first time last episode. So, yes. you know, crisis of infinite atoms. Um, mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we do have two interviews. Uh, our first one's with Adam. Now, second one, uh, Adam from Adam Talking Superman, Adam of the House of Luther, uh, and uh, we also have Tasman from Aspiring Kryptonian. Uh, big thanks to both of you guys for joining yeah, us. Huge thank you. Uh, we were going to sneak in a third guest or a interview with like a writer or something, mm. but like <laughs> it's it's gonna it's already pretty long, so yeah. maybe we'll do that for like episode one hundred or something. Yes. Um, yeah, um, and and uh, don't forget to give the pitch as well, Connor. We don't only just have these two guests. Uh, it's kind of like a a multiverse a collision mm. of sorts. So yes, yeah. So Adam is was in his realm of talking Superman, and and Tasman in the in the universe of aspiring Kryptonian, and, and we as the Last Sons, and all our universes have collided. Yeah, I, I really wanted to get people on here, because we have a lot of guests that we talk with regularly, mm. but I really wanted to get people on here who'd never been on before, and who I personally wanted to talk to. Like, I, I had an interest in talking to Tasman and Adam, mm-hmm. for oh, various yeah. reasons, because of their projects and stuff. Um, yeah, they were both were an absolute pleasure to talk to. Uh, easy, easy yeah. to talk to. Yeah. Um, and plus, you know, I just wanted... More Superman fan exposure because we're all a big, a big community, um, you know. And those two are really positive as well, mm-hmm. which is nice because, um, as I said, uh, Adam doesn't look at it so cynically. But I uh, think there's some really grumpy Superman fans out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's only why is it Superman? Like, this is only one version of Superman. Blah blah. blah but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I've dealt with that recently. Oh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's a lot of fun. So, yes. basically, what we're going to do is we're going to cut to these multiverse chats, which were recorded mm-hmm. a while ago. And um, after those two chats, we'll be back. Ray and I will have a chat amongst ourselves and talk about some feedback. Excellent. Um, so I really hope you guys enjoy uh, the chats we have with Adam and Tasman. Mm-hmm. They're a lot of fun. And um, uh, if you have any feedback, yes. Yep. And sorry, can I just say as well, listeners, um, these were just really kind of informal chats. So um, you know, it's all about just kind of sharing uh, our our passion for Superman, uh, and and so it was just it was just fun. It was, we bounced from subject to subject. Um, it was very organic for both of those conversations. So, yeah, hoping you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess uh, let's let's fly off into the bleed. 
<laughs> what? The, Into the, the what? The, like, the bleed. I'll, I'll explain that later. It's what holds all the dimensions of multiverse. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Alright. Uh, up, up, up and, and away! away. Hey guys, so as you know, I'm sure we've segued into this. We don't know what the segue is yet, but <laughs> it does exist and it will be before this. Uh, we have Adam, our first guest in this sort of multiverse little feature. Hey, hey Adam. Hello, Adam. Hey guys, thanks for having me. No worries. It's it's uh, it's very cool to, to have you on this show as well. We've seen you um, uh, on Twitter as well, uh, a very present uh, Superman fan. Uh, so very excited to get your take on just yeah your, your take on Superman your fandom, um, yeah, yeah yeah there's there's a few things um, I, I'd be interested so like I think the first thing is hey like how did you get started because I found you on Twitter I can't even remember how but when I saw you it's like oh this guy is like a super Superman fan like he's not sure. just super attached to like this one story of the character or anything like you post about everything and i started following you because i'm like hey this guy knows more than me so you know how, how did you get started well i i got on initially because i don't really have a lot of uh community in real life you know i'm not i don't really go to cons i don't really have that opportunity i don't have the yeah. opportunity to talk about you know obviously this thing that you know, we read and participate in every week, and then I just had nobody, nowhere to go with it, you know? So I, I got, you know, online, as people do, and, and there was a sort of a, a group of people who were just talking about specific characters, and it was, you know, it's, I, I, it, it, it was what I wanted twitter to be i guess mm. was just people saying like hey check out this issue is doesn't yeah. this panel look cool you know yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite artist for this character like that's yeah. just kind of the kind of thing i wanted to see yeah so i just kind of leaned real hard into that and, and to just talk about kind of the niche things about comics as opposed to you know complaining about the movies or <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just adding to the all that that's that's, yeah. that's just kind of where my interest came in and it, and it turned out to be i think very rewarding for me because i did find like-minded people and it ended up just being a, a thing that kind of enriched my life so i just kept doing it for a couple of years you know yeah yeah that's cool because i noticed like you know on your twitter page you don't do like advertising or anything or you know you don't constantly tweet dc and stuff you literally just talk about superman yeah and you've got, like, a huge I, I like to think i'm i'm trying to talk to people who are interested in the same thing as opposed to i don't know trying to get attention from the company or trying mm, to complain yeah. about something you know have you cultivated that that community that you have or, or that's just purely come about because uh, you tweet stuff that you know that you like or recommend, and and people have decided. Yeah, I, I think it just that's cool. Yeah. Things just came about naturally. Yeah. And I'm not really trying to start anything. It's just just for my own personal enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that that's really great because yeah, it's just 
you know, you've gotten such a huge following and, uh, you know, all you've been doing is talking about Superman and I love that. And I think what I really like is, you know, just how positive you are um, because if you're a Superman fan, you know, Superman fans can be the grouchiest, most miserable sure. people. <laughs> well, okay, maybe I feel that way strongly, but I guess I was online a lot in the man of steel days and that that got really ugly so yeah <laughs> um, i guess the the way i look at it i think maybe i think well first of all there's a lot of positive people it's not like i'm oh, special totally. in that regard yeah but i i think it stems from people get attached to one version that yeah. they either grew up with or was their first encounter with the character or how he is in his in their head. Mm. And my interest in comics in general comes from these characters have been around for so long, it's so interesting to see different creators throughout time and with different ideas and in different philosophies, how yeah. they tackle the same iconography. How you know, how some artists might draw the s a little different how somebody might lean into his more alien nature and some writers lean into the more human nature mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's what interests me so i enjoying different takes i think is a big part of being the a more positive and happier fan i think a variety is the spice of life um i right i tell you i think that expands to to i think all characters in general I, I, for me as well i i'd agree i think um the diversity of uh storytelling and and the way that writers portray the characters i mean you just i know i could not i could not maintain an interest in a character if it was just written all the same way the whole the whole time through or yeah. depicted the whole same the, the same way all yeah. the way through so yeah uh, it's a huge appeal to have yeah. such a, a rich history yeah. and to embrace it yeah yeah, and it's you know, and we have talked about it on the show a lot. This mm-hmm. a lot of Superman fans they, uh, as you mentioned, they have a character that like let's say they fell in love with like the post crisis nineties Jurgens character, and then they see something that doesn't quite do that take, and right, they get upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'm not you know I'm not bagging people, but um, I see it a lot, and I just it's something I don't quite understand because the character's been around for eighty years. You know, he's always going to be changing. Right. Um, mm. You know, like, I think I think you have some constants with the character. Like, yes. he's from Krypton, and he dresses up as Clark Kent when he's not Superman. You know, yeah. but I think right. most other things are pretty much fair game when it comes to interpretations. Um, yeah, there's core values for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's always got to be generally a nice guy, you know. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be a a number one for me. I don't. I'm not. I guess a fan of even the the take of every time he gets brainwashed and mm. goes on a rampage. I kind of just roll my eyes at that. <laughs> I think but, when uh, you do that, like super. I don't know. For me, Superman stops being interesting when he becomes evil or brainwashed and yeah. stuff. It's like, I mean, I mean, again, from a relatively newer perspective. Um, I, I find that interesting, but I can understand if it's kind of been done a lot of times, then it's like, well, mm-hmm. we've explored that already. There's only so much you can really, really do with that. Uh, yeah, it's a, I think that's... Yeah, it's a very simple concept. That's, yeah. that's, that's fair to say, because yeah. it does interest people at the beginning. I think that's why it, it keeps happening, mm. 
But I I would bet you I could count over 30 times I've seen wow. it. Wow. <laughs> and I, I do not think that's an exaggeration. I think I have done Jeez. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it starts starts to get a bit like old news then when you see it again. Right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, okay. Just out of interest, out of out of all of those ones, what would you say would be like if you're going to recommend say one to me about an evil Superman? Um, would you know the Ooh. arc or the story that would be worth worth checking out over the other? If 29? I had to recommend an evil Superman story. Yeah. That's a tough one. I no one's ever asked me that before. I think I got him. I think I got him, Connor. <laughs> I know what I'd recommend, but I'll wait. Yeah, for... you go ahead first. Give me time to think. Well, I would actually recommend Irredeemable by Mark Wade. Oh okay. yeah, that's a little uh, bit of a cheat, but <laughs> it it is a bit of a cheat because oh. it's it's not technically Superman, but it is oh. a guy with Superman's powers, and the whole mm-hmm. run is kind of about. What if Superman was evil, but, you know, it's a, what if the Superman figure was okay. evil? Because that that's an easier stretch than what if Clark Kent became evil. It's, well, what if right. you know, Superman was this kind of unsta- emotionally unstable yeah. uh, powder keg. Okay. And it, it's a good run, and it actually does tie into Superman at the end. Uh, no spoilers, but... Um, what is... And it's got a kind of uh, <laughs> faux Justice League in there. Okay. Like, I think the first person he kills is the Batman equivalent of that uh. Justice League because he doesn't want him to plan anything. Um, <laughs> Sign me so, up, where is it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's about 30 issues. Oh, wow, okay. Um, yeah. But, Irredeemable. Uh, but, yeah, he's called the Plutonian. I think he's from Pluto. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, and Adam, is there is there one there? Was that vamping enough? So <laughs> I, have, I have a couple answers that are a little... Variants. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first one would be. It's, I, I looked it up. It's called Superman the Dark Side Ooh. with two words. Yeah. And that is. In, in the way that Red Sun is. He landed in mm-hmm. Soviet territory and grew up Russian. This is Superman landed in Apocalypse and was Ooh. raised by Dark Side. Oh, so it, this is—it's it, an interesting one, and I, I forgive it a lot more, I guess, because it it includes the evil Superman, and then also his redemption arc. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a little more interesting, more interesting angle than just like, what if he destroyed the world? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, the other more jokey answer I have is action—it's Action Comics two nine six. If you look up the cover, that's that's the one where he's uh, he's uh, brainwashed by a bunch of ants, and he becomes the ant Superman. Oh wow, that's cool. (laughs) I've seen that cover a lot. I've never actually. Yeah, it's an iconic cover, but it's just a wacky. If you just want to, if you just want to have fun with, I guess the idea of a, of a, you know, yeah, untraditional Superman. That's the way to go. Okay, I'd also recommend Superman: The Dark Side. Um, mm. it it is pretty good, okay. and you do for people who really want to see evil Superman, you do see that, and it's pretty you know crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know it it does stay true to the core of the character, and it does it kind of goes into the nature versus nurture. Okay. Question. Yeah. I, um, that's pretty cool. I, I mean, I I was just reminded from what you guys were just saying. Then I I guess I have come across two evils. I don't know if you count this as evil Superman stories, but the Red Sun, right? That 
I guess he's uh-huh. going to be saying that. And um, Kingdom Come, would you call that an evil Superman? No, no, yeah, no. no. I think okay. even Red Red Sun yeah, Red is, Sun's a bit ambiguous. The interesting part of yeah. that story is he's on the opposite side of where he yeah, would be, but, he's, but he's not necessarily evil. That's true. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, on that note, I, I I would also recommend the uh, the part of Multiversity. I can't remember the issue number, the the title, but the the explanation of the, of the Nazi Earth. Where Superman mm. was, it's it's a take on the Red Sun. If if Superman was raised by Hitler, essentially, oh. and it's it's kind of the same idea where he's he himself is not evil, but he is part of this terrible machine, obviously. Yeah. So it's a kind of about how he's dealt with that and what the world looks like because of that. Does he go up against it in the end? Um, it it's it's a weird situation. So the if if I would spoil essentially what the Earth is, oh, ooh, okay. Ooh. The do you want me oh, to? Keep I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Actually, I, it's I a little spoilers. bit more complicated than okay. That. I do know. It, but... oh, I was just going to say for Ray, just maybe this will avoid spoilers. He does pop up in Final Crisis, mm-hmm. Superman. Yeah, that's Beyond. where he's from. And I, I haven't read the Multiversity, but he does. Uh, the impression I got is that the Nazis won and he regrets yes. it. Okay. Um, yes. So it's, it's a, because he was part of the, you know, on that side of world war two, they won the war. Right. But they also explain that while all the major atrocities were going on, that he would not condone. He was off planet. Right. Mm. So he, he comes we, we we see an Earth that is taken over by Nazis, but it's kind of this weird, like, everything is technically working, everything is technically fine. Mm-hmm. And then we see how he, he kind of has to come to terms with, like, well, not come to terms with, but he reflects on this world exists because of the terrible things that our side has done. Right. It sounds like one of the most interesting and bold takes I've heard. Yes. Um, you know, thank you, our Lord and Savior Grant Morrison, as usual. <laughs> yes. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I've I've really wanted to read Multiversity, but I've kind of been put off because I haven't read like Morrison's Justice League or the full Final Crisis and stuff, so I'm just not sure. If, sure. Okay. Multiversity know. is it's it is standalone. I think what you would you could understand it on its own. If yep. you want to be more, kind of get all the references, what I would actually recommend is uh, the Animal Man issue. Okay. Where he, he kind of introduces his idea of the multiverse. Ooh. I'd like to read that whole run, actually, his Animal Man. It's very but, good. Yeah. Obviously, everything he's read is very good. Yeah, yeah I haven't come across it dud yet, <laughs> um, which, which yeah. we did talk about last episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure he has a dud somewhere. We just oh, don't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. He can't be firing on all this, all cylinders all the time, right? Um, but yeah, but he is a very good writer. I must say. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Um, sorry, let me just get this up. Sorry, I'm feeling a bit crook, listeners. Um, <laughs> a bit poisoned, unfortunately. Uh, but. 
Yeah, so how, how long have you been... Actually, I can probably check that by just seeing when you join Twitter, actually. But I'll ask you, because that's more interesting. <laughs> 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 let, let's all sit while you look it up. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the exact date. I think it's been three or four years. Okay, yep. Yep. Yeah. And have you... It was around... It, it was, I think, one of my first uh, things I talked about was the beginning of rebirth superman the the uh whatever like maybe it was action comics rebirth mm. yeah no they, they didn't have a rebirth it was it was the first action comics like action nine eight something mm-hmm. you know with, with the jerkins yeah, yeah. and uh yeah i can picture the cover very clearly in my head but i don't know the number how was the um how was the reception for for rebirth for for superman fans like was that did, did it take him off into a weird direction? Or Again, I'm asking as, as someone that really hasn't read any of that. Mm. Um, so were you around that time when you jumped onto Twitter and um, your first impression of, of like-minded fans, was there, a lot, mm-hmm. was there a lot of tumult, you know, about Rebirth? No, no? Uh, because there was a lot, of, a lot of that, a lot of negativity with New 52 Superman, okay. which I... Uh, which I kind of disagree with, but the point is, as a yeah. whole, the community was very down for a while. So rebirth seemed like a promise of mm-hmm. getting back to the classic, and uh, so people were were generally very very positive, and it it, it worked as a point for it mm-hmm. that it was coming after something that people generally oh, yeah. perceived as against the nature of Superman. Well, it, like like anything would be better than this, right? Anything would be better than New yeah, 52. Yeah, even yeah. though I don't think he was really in such a bad spot. This is a Superman in... It's, it just seemed... It seemed like... It, it was literally New 52 Superman died. Right. And the old... Yes. Post-Crisis Superman... Yeah. So I remember it, you telling me that, Connor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so as, it was, as, it was yeah. very much like, don't worry, guys. We're going back. We're trying to fix mistakes. Yep. And fans were open to that. Okay. Okay. See, I... I was a. I, I really like New Fifty Two Superman. I wasn't big on the whole truth thing they did at the end, but right. up until that, I thought it was really good stuff. That's what I, I think. Honest. Well, my thing is, it was it was like every other era. There was good and bad. Yeah, exactly. Like I really liked, you know, Grant Morrison's obviously Greg Pak. I thought was good. Um, you know, and there was there was a bit of a dud run. I thought with like Hell on Earth and stuff. But yes, you know, I don't feel like it. Sure, Superman was younger, but other than that, I don't feel like he was different from what we got. And then all of a sudden, Rebirth came along, they killed him off, and the way it was handled, especially in action comics, I thought was like pretty disrespectful to people who might have actually liked New 52 mm. Superman. Yeah. And all these fans who were like, oh yeah, we're back to the old days now. And I'm like, well, you know, you're back to post-crisis, but I- I've always been a bit more of a pre-crisis guy, and I kind of like mm-hmm. that more alien side and that's what i felt like we got in new 52 so you know i i never really liked rebirth i understand why people like it and i do you know think superman as a dad is a cool thing to explore but oh, yes that, that's a big thing it. right of, of the rebirth yes yeah, okay yeah that's that's a huge yeah. part of its appeal that's that's and, and a, that's a good thing to bring up and that's still i mean they've run with that now haven't they like it's a mm-hmm. set thing now so yeah, yeah okay yeah, it doesn't seem to be going away. Yeah. Which is great. When something like that happens, when you can make a huge change in it, mm. and it just clicks and works. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's part of the uh, magic of comics to me. Yeah. Yeah. But you weren't a fan, Connor, you're saying? Of, of that. Uh, no, not, not with the... Uh, I don't know how I feel about the concept of Superman being a dad because mm. I've always liked the outsider aspect. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that being said, as Adam has said, you know, there's always different interpretations yeah. and different angles. And I'm, I'm cool <laughs> that they're exploring that. That's fine. It doesn't ruin the character for me or anything. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, even if it's not my ideal Superman, oh, there's still uh, comics that are and stuff. And I still enjoy reading about this Superman. Yeah. So... I was just the, the thing that annoyed me was just how they handled uh, the killing off of New Fifty Two Superman. I thought yeah. it was it was borderline it, cruel in some parts for it me. It was a little weird. How did he die? And it, I don't. It was it was a weird, confusing thing. Yeah. I've only read it once because the story is just kind of mad. Uh, but it, it it was they did like a combo, like they they took three things from the New Fifty Two and said like this really strained your system. Yeah, and then. Did he like he like overloaded on sun power or what? I, what I <laughs> Funnily enough, I actually <laughs> I actually liked the final days of Superman, and I think also okay. that was written by Tomasi because I noticed that Tomasi actually treated the New Fifty Two version with respect, which is something I don't quite think Jurgens did. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And you know, so like I thought it was a good story. I thought, and I did a big New Fifty Two read through, and reading that was pretty emotional at the end you know he's saying mm. his goodbyes to all these characters i got to know um and he did yeah he i liked his death he died as he said he got this overload of something and he kind of turned into this mummy but then right at the end it's like he just turned to dust and everyone's like yep he's dead and then the story ended and it was like yeah everything seemed more convoluted than it needed to mm. yeah there was like this whole in my head China. Yeah, weird. to bring everything back, they could have just said, like, okay, and now you remember everything. And instead they did a weird, you know, multiverse take, and yep. they did, they brought in the old Superman, and then they combined them, which I've talked to so many people about, and nobody agrees yeah, that's a bit who weird. Superman is yeah. after he combined with <laughs> New 52 Superman. Nobody's on the same page of what happened there, wow. and it really, it it really is. They did a lot more than they than they needed to. On on the one hand, like you know, okay, for me, I really liked that because that meant that you know the Superman I liked, he wasn't dead anymore. Mm. Right. Um, but on the other, I, I kind of like how they kept it vague because that way everyone can have their own sort of. Yeah, interpretation. The story itself was very confusing and weird, mm. but sure. Yeah, um, it, I I think I even said it at the time. Like, I love where we're at because of this. Yeah, mm. but like I said, nobody nobody agrees what actually happened. Well, maybe maybe New Fifty Two Superman is in his thought palace, Connor, and he's <laughs> he's riding you know past the golden volcano, and he's just you know. Well, then there's the whole weird thing where it's like so there's New Fifty Two Superman, but then there's also the Grant Morrison Superman because of his own little pocket continuity has going on. So it's like the Superman we get in action comics is kind of simultaneously ends up being DC 1 million Superman, but also kind of simultaneously ends up being, you know, new 50. Dead eventually. Yeah. So, but I kind of, you know, being fast and loose with continuity is something that's never bugged me too much. Mm. Right. 
I, yeah. I think that's that, that's actually a big part of if we can take it back to like staying positive about different takes and yeah. everything is yeah, the way I look at it, you shouldn't look at a character as one person's one timeline. Mm. Mm. Yep. You should look at a character as an idea and then kind of enjoy every creator's interpretation of them. And with that in mind, be open to every creator kind of having their own timeline. Yeah. With yeah. Them. Yes. When you're reading Morrison Superman, it is, it's not, it's a different idea. He has different ideas with Jurgens of what Superman is. Mm. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's an interesting part about comics. It's, it's really what makes it so interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, look, it, it really resonates as well, what you're saying, Adam, because, um, I do another podcast with Marvel's like Moon Knight, and uh, okay. so many times <clears throat> this thing has come up. And uh, currently, he's featured in uh, the current Avengers title, and there's a lot of like ripples, uh, rumblings from from fans about how he's being depicted. Um, but the Not way really. I look, at, yeah, <laughs> the way I look at it though is that exactly as you say, each, each volume or each take by a particular writer is is a different take. Um, and as right. long as the the essence is there, the thread, like you know, you know, for, for right. Superman, it's what mm. as you're saying, Clark Kent and Superman. That that's a dual identity. Like for Moon Knight, it's his the the, the ties with the Egypt, Egyptology and his uh, his his multiple identities. As long as you have that and and you can play around with it, then. Yeah, there should be a versatility to the character, and people do have yes. their favourites, and a lot of them are the classics, which is understandable. But um, I think there's there's enough room in there for for different um, versions of the character. And if anything, yeah, you can do you can do your own head canon and go look. They're all on different universes, <laughs> different timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> continuity is shot anyway across the comics, so uh, across Marvel and DC, I understand. So yeah, just just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you have to just understand continuity does not work in comics it as it works in TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially with DC, with the amount of mm. resets they do. Yeah. Um, well, again, previously it, it wasn't the case. It was a lot stronger, right? I mean, in Marvel and DC continuity, they they had a bit more of a consideration well, towards. <laughs> well, I don't know about. So I can't speak for Superman or DC, but from DC's always been a little weird. Okay. That like that's why Crisis and Infinite Earths happened mm. was that was the that was an attempt to be the first fix, yeah. and then that spiraled, that didn't work. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it worked for a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, you had early post Crisis, which was very you know, and then you got like Infinite Crisis and stuff, which mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Um, but even I mean, before that, you know, just little things like you know, for a long time there was characters that. We're just like, oh, they're not really fitting this mold yeah. that we said. Like, Power Girl doesn't really fit anymore. How does she work now? How does Hawkman work now? Oh, okay. And there, so there was just kind of always little weird questions that yeah. we'll never... Well, well, yeah, that people can work with and make great stories out of, but it's never going to be perfect, and I, I, I do actually believe that that can be a strength. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it gives you a little bit more freedom, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To, to exercise stories, and you don't have to be beholden to. Um, yeah. I tell you though, just incidentally, uh, um, Valiant. I don't know if you you collect any Valiant comics, Adam. No, I don't. I I tend to keep my superheroes DC, and yeah. then 
when I go independent comics, I I try to get something non superhero okay. stuff. Okay, well, Valiant Comics, I mean, it's it's got a big advantage. It's a lot smaller than say DC or Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, but their continuity um, is brilliant. It, it's all intertwined, and um, everything has an impact on something else. Uh, it, so it can be done, but I think it's due to the scale. Um, whereas you know mm-hmm. DC and Marvel have blown up over the years to be these huge yes. universes. Uh, it's just impossible to to really try. And then if you look at the back end of it, for people working in the companies, um, a lot of the departments, uh, it's kind of like, they're like silos, really. Um, they they work in a very kind of insular way, and um, if they do need to collaborate, it has to be a coordination between the departments. You know, you might as well call them departments, whether it be say the, like the Batman department and, and Superman, the the editors who who take reign of those departments. Um, yeah, and and it becomes a coordinating thing, and uh, you can kind of see then with with all these different silos how difficult it would be to make sure everything is, especially with the timelines they have, monthly schedules. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's, I think um, especially these days, I don't know. It's just it it really dates stories when there's such like continuity plays such an important part like if the story itself is about continuity mm. like yes. crisis or that that rebirth one shot it's like i don't i don't think it'll ever be a classic because you know it's i, I don't know I, I think i think you guys know what i'm trying to say mm. but I'm, yeah i yeah. think it's i think it's a very good point it's never if, if i give my my kid that 10 years down the line He's going to be like, this means nothing yeah. to me. I don't, yeah. I don't get the context of that they're fixing the new Fifty Two. Mm. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. There, there's a reason where the, that the timeless stories tend to be almost elsewhere, like yeah. All Star Kingdom Come, or just self self contained Final Frontier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Frontier. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the Final Frontier too. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like you look at. You always look at like the top top graphic novels list, and yeah, it's like you know All Star, yeah. DC New Frontier, Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, and they're all, you know, they're not bound by continuity. Yeah. They're not, um, you know. Well, you, like, you, I mean, you yeah. wouldn't have a cohesive story then if it was like a, a book and it was just constantly referencing other things where you had to yeah. read other things. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be enjoying mm-hmm. that book unless, of course, you are a, a diehard fan and you've read those previous issues and you collect all the other titles and there, there's a gratification in that in that you get that bigger tapestry um but yeah mm-hmm. but those it's really hard if a newcomer comes in and this is a big thing always they come in and it's like what the hell is going on oh i'm gonna have to read back yeah. all these issues yeah uh, and and that i think is what drives away potentially some people to to be comic book fans because it's a little it intimidates yeah, them at exactly. first for, for sure yeah well, it's yeah. frustrating because, yeah. for instance, you know, I stopped reading during Rebirth, um, and I picked it back up when Bender started again. So I'm like, well, Bender did a good data run and stuff, so I'll see how that goes. And they were advertising like it's a fresh start with Bender. So starting from 1000, we're starting with Superman One. Bender is coming, you know. Yes, Bendis is coming and the Man of Steel mini. And then I read it and it's like, oh, Jorel's alive. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. What if I missed it? Really it really wasn't like, like a fresh start. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say though, um, it was the first comic I—not the first comic, but I guess I—I I tried to convince my wife, like, hey, this is a starting point. Mm-hmm. You know, the eternal struggle of trying to get 
someone to like what you like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which always goes well. Yeah. But uh, uh, I was like, hey, this is a starting point, and it did it did work for her. Wow, that's good. But um, is she a comic book yeah, reader? I, I guess. Sorry, Adam. Is she? No, oh, no, not at all. Okay, that's even a harder battle. Yeah. Hey, again, this is this is why I have to yeah, go yeah, yeah, to Twitter. Yeah. To, I have no one to talk to about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's the same reason. You know, I believe Ray and I both started podcasting for the same reason because uh-huh. we just wanted to talk to other people about this stuff. You know, because that, yeah. that what I know cares about Iron Fist. They do now because I've hammered her <laughs> over their head for the past like five years. But yeah, no, no, exactly right. I mean, and and online, this is the thing that it's 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 enabled um, people such as ourselves to to yeah connect with other like minded fans, which is. It's very hard, like in in the real world as well. I mean, there are a few people here and there. Like my my main friend base, they aren't into comics at all. So I've got like really right. no one to to discuss uh, comics with, other than people I know online. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's a great thing when you find when you find the niche. Because mm. sometimes, yeah, the same idea is like I don't always want to talk about just the movies. Mm. Yeah, like sometimes, like. I would I would say like a great moment for me online is is when I I was like I don't think anyone else cares, but I I really want to talk about which version of Mercy Graves is your favorite. Do you prefer <laughs> that she's a robot? That she's an Amazonian? Like what do you guys like? And like there was a response. I was like, oh okay, these people that's cool have read multiple versions of Mercy Graves. Is that, is that Lex's bodyguard woman? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. She she's had a couple different interpretations. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a, that's he, such an. Obs- he has killed her a couple of times. So. Yeah, it's such an obscure question, but yeah, it's so encouraging to know that there are people out there that will yeah. just jump to it, and then you can have a nice, yeah, nice discussion about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it is. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, right. no, yeah, go on. I was I was about to launch and, and ask Adam about the, the big 100, but um, you, you go first. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, it it like again. People like you, Adam, and other people I've met through podcasting, it's just so good to talk about, you know, Superman comics, especially comics that are, like, pre-crisis and stuff. Just these, because, you know, before that, all the main, like, even, I don't know, just a lot of online, as you said, was just talking about the movies and stuff. And, yeah, you know, why isn't this more like Chris Reed movies or, you know, and it's just, I don't know, sometimes I just want to talk about like, sometimes you just forget, people seem to just not realise there's just like, these decades of Superman out there that exist mm. yes, yeah. um, there's a lot more are you a big fan, than the, yeah. sorry Adam of the Golden Age and Silver Age and stuff are you, I love, oh yeah, yeah I love, every era to me is a is a pro and con list, you know mm. I love the uh, exploration of how they're different, Yeah, you know and uh it, it kind of trying to analyze why they're different and what they were trying to convey at the time and what was going on behind the scenes at the time. Like that, that's all very interesting yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 Do you have, is there a era of yours that's your favorite in terms of comic, uh, like Superman comics, you know, like bronze, silver, new 52. Um, um I, I mean, I gotta say like what, you know, you might not agree, but it w- always what excites me the most at the time is what's going on currently. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it, it was for a while, it was Morrison new 52. And now it, I know you don't agree, but I really love what Bendis is doing oh. and I'm, I'm really enjoying that. And, uh, but oh, I also, I mean, yeah. 
I, I got into my first uh, reading was around like silver bronze age. Mm -hmm. I would just pick Mm -hmm. out random covers. Like, so, so I kind of came into comics as a fan of like pop art Mm -hmm. and I, I just wanted, I, I I saw crazy Superman covers, like the weirder, the better. Mm. I I wanted (laughs) to find the ones where he was, you know, turned into a, a Pegasus and was being chased by a spaceship (laughs) or the ones ape, anything with an ape. Ape covers are the best. <laughs> I want those. I want the Titano cover very badly. Congorilla. Um, Congorilla. Yeah. <laughs> Congorilla. Uh, so I would I would just go to the shop and look for it, and it end up being, you know, like Bronze Age. Then I would just try to find, like, the weirder the cover, the better. Yeah. The more crazier the comic, the more striking, the better. Yeah. So I have a, a, a fondness for that era, even if story-wise they're not... You know, mm-hmm. they don't hold up narratively, mm-hmm. but I love the the vibrance and the ima- imagination of all the ideas put in there. Yeah. yeah. And what's I think that can make up ideas. for it, to be yeah. honest. Um, yes. The more the more simple narrative structure, the fact that there's just all these crazy ideas that they're throwing out there mm-hmm. and exploring, you know, whereas uh, today, I think they have to play it safe a lot of the time because of... Um, you know, just because I guess readers expect more coherent sort of stuff, and also because like fandom is a big thing now yeah. as mm-hmm. well, so that you got to sort of appease them too. Yeah. But yeah, so actually, that that was kind of my question: is how you got into Superman, and how old were you? And I guess that's sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Um... One hundred six. God, I would have <laughs> been one hundred six. Wow. <laughs> Let's see, I'm one hundred thirty-eight right now. Well, no, I, I would have been like. Uh... I want to say beginning of high school, probably, because okay. I, I, I was a, I'd walked myself to a comic book shop and cause it was, it was just kind of a nice place to escape for a while. Wow. Yeah. You know? And, um, yeah, just started flipping through trying to find like knowing next to nothing, just kind of like, well, I have a vague idea of who the flash is. Yeah. What, what, stories here kind of look like you know again if i can find a cover with grod on it that would be great i can just have (laughs) that my first superman comic i think was again just flipping through and i saw a a a cover that's just look a giant explosion with superman in the middle and it in bold letters it says like the day they nuked superman so you read that and you're just like okay that's I'm gonna get this. Let's see what happens. What what happens when they nuke Superman? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying um, so you wandered into the the comic book store and stuff. Uh, was uh-huh. there a um a, a trigger for you to go into there, or was it like the pop art as you mentioned that you you're just into the visual pop art element that you thought it I'm was... gonna go into the comic book store because I kind of like yeah. what it looked like. Yeah, but there was no you had no preconceptions the... of of like I'm right. Yeah. It was the idea of of pop art. Uh, you know, I was I'm was kind of an art student i was a big fan of like andy warhol mm. and you know such and mm. and part of it was the arkham asylum batman game when did that come Ooh, out? that was a good it was uh, it was game. 2009 yeah. maybe yeah. it was so it was before it came out and i remember seeing it in the magazines like advertising like this is the new batman game that's going to come mm. out 
And I remember seeing like maybe a design, like their version of Killer Croc or something. And it, it struck me how cool it was that these guys are now, they, like I had the idea that Killer Croc, I knew he was in the animated series. I knew he was probably in the comics before mm-hmm. that. So it was a cool thing to me to realize like, okay, these characters, everyone kind of gets a turn reinventing them. Yeah. yeah. They're this thing older than they are. And they kind of get get their moment to say, like, this is how I want to draw Killer Croc. Mm. And, you know, and they get to decide, am I going to give him an alligator snout? Is he going to look more humane? Mm. Tail? No tail? Should we? What what clothes are he's wearing? Does he wear any clothes? Yeah. Are you just the idea of of redesigns, reinventions yeah. with decades old characters combined yeah. with you know the cool art? That's yeah. what made me decide. Like, this is something worth exploring. Uh, are you a drawer yourself? Not really. I, I kind of fell off of uh, all that. Weirdly, when I was a young kid, I thought I was inspired by the uh, Far Side comics. I don't know if ah, you guys yeah, yeah, yeah. have oh, those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was when I was real young, I wanted to be a. That's what I thought comics were. So mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted to draw those comics, little newspaper yeah, strips. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of I fell off of it because I thought. Uh, things are going digital, and I'm not gonna uh, know how to work a computer. Yeah, and I so and I I would like to, you know, now that I kind of have a broader understanding of what comics are, it's I'd really like to you know get back into it, trying to make my my own invention here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I did just before we get to some other stuff. Just a, a listener of ours just sent in some stuff like questions that he thought it'd be cool to ask um and i okay. agree so just before i forget and we sort of uh let's see uh yeah so given superman's long history like are there any themes you'd like to see explored or expanded upon in the future is there anything that's untouched mm. you think untouched untouched is tough evil superman obviously <laughs> <laughs> or, or even touch thirty upon times. <laughs> I would like to see the first thing that comes to mind is I think a lot of times, uh, like you, I mean, no offense, like you look at, you're like, okay, the alien version, that's the one I mm-hmm. like, and that's that's great, that relates to you. I kind of would like to see. The, the idea of he's not one thing. It, he's melded yeah. into this. And not, I'm not saying that you're saying he's not. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I would like the idea of he is he is both Superman and Clark Kent and Kal-El. Mm-hmm. He's not one of those. He is all three of them. And he doesn't make the distinction all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd no, like to see more that, like that. He's, he's a full person with a full life. Yeah. Uh I and I I think you could do that. Oh, you know what? Just like on a more shallow level. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to ex- explore more of uh Brainiac's bottles. Oh. Like he's got Ooh. so many bottled cities. Like That'd uh That'd be cool. You know, he does he has more than Candor in that in his bottle yeah. collection. So I I think what I would like to see is I think you could if I could like smash those together you could probably use that like if he bottles different aspects of 
Superman's life. Like he could bottle Smallville, Metropolis, Candor mm-hmm. somewhere in Krypton. And and the story could be about these are all relevant to his life. Yeah. And he's not any one of them. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? Uh, I would also like to explore uh, just, you know, super pets. <laughs> that, that, that was a bit random, but okay, cool. Hey, more crypto is always good. Um, yeah, but I don't have. I feel like I've I've thought of many before, but I, it's it's hard to come up with on the spot what I'd like to see. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair, fair enough. That that makes sense. Um, uh, has there been? Yeah. Have there been any stories? Sorry, Connor. I'm going to jump in here. Like um, oh. um, surrounding because what I find interesting. It's probably not that big a thing, but his um. Fortress of Solitude and he's like all these artifacts and stuff he's got in there. Oh, that's a great I I swear I've thought this before. I would love more stories just about the intergalactic zoo in the oh, fortress. Yeah. <laughs> like do a Jurassic Park story, but just, it's the intergalactic zoo. Yeah, that'd be cool. But um there's a not a great, you know, I, I can't think of many issues that's just fully exploring the fortress, mm. you know. It's usually just shown in a couple pages yeah. just to show, get a glimpse of his adventures. Yeah, um, it, it just seems always incidental, but it, it seems to me uh-huh. like such a big thing. Like, he's got all yeah. these amazing weapons in there. He's got um, those weirdo animals. He's got, like, uh, I don't know, um, portals or whatever. Uh, it, it just seems right for... For telling Absolutely. a story about, yeah. I know that there is there is a collection, but I think I have, and I, I'm blanking of what I, actually is in there. There's I a collection. Oh, yeah, called the, just is it called like Fortress of Solitude? And it's the just a secrets, collection of random. Yes, the secrets of the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, as, as you said, it does. Yeah, that that whole thing actually, it, it's good until it gets to the post-crisis stuff because then it just has like random issues from exile which don't even have to do with the Fortress of right. Solitude. But before so that, yeah, maybe to yeah. your point, like it was it was tough to fill that. Probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We could uh, do some more stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it seems like they explored it heaps in pre-crisis because that makes sense because given the target audience and stuff, you know, we want to see all Superman's cool toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I love I love the fortress. You know, yeah. and but I think I think it's too big to explore in one issue. There's so much stuff in there; it's crazy. Yeah, oh yeah. I will it's, say it's the ultimate ultimate kids' fort. Your <laughs> ultimate yeah. blanket, yeah. like what do you wish you could make out of blankets as a kid? That's what the Fortress <laughs> of Solitude is. I do really uh, one like issue. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just going to say one issue that came to mind was um, the Morrison Action Action Comics 13. I think mm. uh, that takes place on the fortress. Oh, That's nice. the one where yeah. it, the fortress of, of solitude is quote haunted. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. The but even that, I don't, yeah. I don't know if, you know, you go around and you're like, all right, look at all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's hard to make like, you know, the backdrop, like a, a set, you know, the, the actual focal point. Cause there's so many bits mm-hmm. to it, I guess. Yeah. But but yeah, that that is something I would love to see explored more is is exploring all the sets because mm. I I do think Superman part of what makes his story special is the the settings are so unique. Mm. Whereas like Batman, they're all pretty much more or less the same tone. <gasps> they're all always at nighttime <laughs> gothic stuff. 
and that works for the character. But Superman stuff is like Smallville, The Fortress of Solitude, Krypton, Metropolis. Yeah. They're mm. all wildly different from each other. Yeah. yeah. And that kind of that I think is a big strength to a lot of his, you know, character. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like we've always loved when we'd come across backup stories, you know, just set on Krypton. Yes. And mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. You know, like those those things with the big heads or whatever that were like the founders of. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was weird. Oh yeah, 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 yes. yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like and they, the psychic kids. Yeah, yeah those. And ones, they became so. yeah. yeah, they became Kryptonians. Like the, the but that was yeah, cool, those are though. good. Yeah. Those backup stories. Yeah. Uh, also, we we don't badmouth Batman on this podcast. Ray no. abhors that. Podcast. I'm sorry. I, I, I Batman's I'm fine, but you know he's <laughs> that, that he's, a, a... he's in nighttime all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, don't worry, that was a joke, because Ray, Ray <laughs> loves having a little old rib, and I, I do love joining in sometimes. <laughs> you know, you've got you to knock him off every, every now it's and again. It's the moon night thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Inferior, yeah, inferiority cause... complex. <laughs> moon night has, like, a real a real big misconception. Like, yeah. So, you know how annoying it is when you hear, oh, Superman's boring because he's OP. Mm. Like, that's a it's pretty... Sure hearing that and then well the thing with moon knight is like oh he's just marvel's batman yeah, and that is, uh, that's uh it's kind of like a, you know a, a, such yeah. a blanket statement you know yeah miss yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't know moon much about knight moon knight issues. but yeah it's not true yeah. like you know yeah. um, um anyway uh yeah that's right so so feel free to diss the bats um entirely <laughs> joking this anyone <laughs> okay <laughs> good i will <laughs> Um, no, no, we, could, oh, we know we got some listeners that do. Obviously, they love the Batman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Poor Phil. <laughs> I'm always ragging on things he likes, except when he sends in issues, and I like them better. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, Phil, how are you yes. going? So, there was uh, actually, this is the other question they sent. Sure. Um, they, they did ask one other question, but I think you healthily explain that in your 100 things you like about superman <laughs> list uh but uh the first question was uh are there any particular authors issue or issues you feel pushed the envelope with superman Ooh. and took the character outside of the box a, for better or worse that's a good question uh explain push out of the i guess like really that... just push the limits right or, or, or um, go for a bit of a stretch, like uh, what? What? Just something completely different with the yeah. character, maybe. Yeah, I guess like all the good ones, right? <laughs> like, yeah, like the, the first thing uh, I popped in my head was "Must There Be a Superman?" is the big one. Sure. For that. Yeah, that was kind of the first time that they were like, "Is he hurting more than helping?" That was an mm. early case of deconstructing the character. Yeah. That was big for comics, too. I don't think Watchmen and stuff would exist without that issue. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. That's just my opinion, but, like, yeah. that was pretty that's, big for the Yeah, time. that's a good point to make. Right. When was it? When um, was this in the 70s, or? Yeah, this? early 70s. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think it's... I'm not going to know the issue. I almost just... I almost said 7.5, seven but that's not it. I think it's 2.42. I don't know, though. I could be wrong. Um, that sounds, sounds right. 13, wasn't it? Two seven eight. That's coming to my mind. Uh, it's not. It's not two forty two. Sorry, um, this is going to be. Gonna me. I want to find it first. Sorry, I'm just throwing random numbers here. I've got no idea. Two forty seven. Whoa, I was closer. Oh, uh, <laughs> <was> closer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Sorry, I know that's, that's such an ir- irrelevant detail, but it was just <laughs> not. Yeah. <laughs> some of the nerds. Um, but also, I, I, if, when it comes to pushing the envelope, I think, and you might dis- disagree with this, but I, you got to bring up what's going on currently mm-hmm. uh, with Bendis deciding to go public with the identity. But wasn't that? Wasn't I, that, I really. Yeah. So was that done before though, Connor? You mentioned. Was it? So it's yeah. it's been done a lot. Yeah. That you know, in a lot of times in imaginary stories and else worlds, and he's been exposed as Superman a lot. Mm-hmm. And what this I think does different is that he reveals he's Superman, and he, he it's about him opening up okay. to people. And I think right now. And we're in kind of a climate where it's we value being open and honest more than ever before, I think. And yeah, that doing that with Superman felt very relevant. And he, it, it was done in a way that felt very true to the character. Well, obviously pushing kind of a, 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 a thing that you're not really supposed to do in the mainline books. So I thought mm. that was very nice, uh, you know. As far as pushing to, you know, you got to talk about Morrison again, but we might have already talked about enough about Morrison. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, it, his early action comics, which you will agree with, is was a, a big kind of. Yeah. It was different, I think, in a way a, a lot of people like to say it was a pastiche of the Golden Age mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But it. I personally had not maybe seen going back to the golden age while also not trying to be retro with it. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like he was very much telling like, this is a modern Superman, but he starts with the golden age attitude. And then what I don't think people do talk about is that comic then kind of explores every era. He then kind of goes into silver age and, is then fighting aliens with in Brainiac's ship. And then he is worrying about his identity, which he did very much in the Bronze Age. Mm-hmm. And it, it moves forward while keeping the core of Superman alive. So that was very clever, I thought. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, yeah, one of the reasons I hold that run on such a pedestal, altar of worship, if you will, um, is because it really, as you said it, like, it's not just a pastiche. You know, it's not it's not a retro thing. It's mm-hmm. he acknowledges and embraces and values all of Superman's previous eras. Like they're all important to the mm-hmm. character, and they all added good things to the character. And he kind of distilled them into like one soup, you know, and made it like a sort mm-hmm. of linear progression. And then they kind of didn't do that afterwards, which always bugged me. You know, mm. uh, yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah, nobody yeah. includes everything as well as Morrison does. Mm. It's yeah. the ultimate in in kind of honouring the source material, isn't it? When you have writers that do something yeah. like that, um, it, it just as fans, it, it would just be so satisfying to uh, imagine, like like yourself, Connor, as well, just to be enjoying that because they're the runs, the previous runs that you like, and you enjoy. They're kind of what made you like the character, and if you've got a writer that that honors that i think it's really uh, very important because a lot of writers i mean the lo- we were just talking earlier on they just go their own way and and stamp their own kind of style on it which is all well and good but i find a lot more uh satisfying when when there are nods to the to the past because uh-huh. i think 
I think a lot of concepts from Superman's past, like yeah. as Adam said, there's pros and cons to each era, but I think they all absolutely hold up. And I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like that, that take on the character was really just the essence of what Superman is on full display, mm. you know? Um, and a lot of people actually didn't get it when it was coming out because they weren't familiar with the golden age. So like, why is Superman, you know, shoving people around mm. and threatening people and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, hey, that's getting an omnibus now. I'm quite happy. Yes, about that. So, <laughs> it is. Uh, when is it? Sorry, I forgot where we were. Pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was also. Going... <laughs> this is a clumsy pivot to that. But <laughs> as far as pushing the boundaries, uh, I also wanted to mention uh, grounded. Did you guys read that yet? Oh, I've heard a lot about it. No, okay. I've okay. always stayed away because everyone says, like, it's good and then really terrible. Yes. I, I, I believe that right is, after New Krypton. That is, that, yeah. So what? what's cool about it, the idea is great, as far as if we're talking about pushing the boundaries, is that it was right after New Krypton, which was this huge story, yeah. huge crossover, where every, just a, a giant war between involving many Kryptonians. I thought it was really good, by the way. Everyone. Uh, I did like you. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. <laughs> but <laughs> you don't um, have to like it. It's fine. <laughs> um, no, no, I like it. I just think it went on too long. It did go it on for good. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the point is, so to flip the script, so then yeah, right after that, the pitch was, what if he just walks across America, just talking to people? No. Oh. So that that kind of was just a very simple idea that hadn't really been done before. It's a great idea. Great idea with a lot of great moments. Does he still have... But then, yes. Does he still retain his his other powers and stuff? Or is it just... Yes. Okay. All his powers are, are intact. Okay. Just he des- decides just saying, not to like, fly. Yeah. Right. He's just like, I need to reconnect with oh, humanity. Okay. I'm going to use my feet on pavement and walk and just talk with everyday people. Yeah. So yeah, great idea, but yeah, so it, it had great moments where he'd interact with these people, and then the other foot would drop, and there'd be a really just kind of kind of gross moment. Oh, <laughs> but uh, oh. but it, it it was like it's a very interesting story in, in how it pushed. I do recommend it, even though there are parts that I I don't really like, yeah. but I think you should read it. Because it's an interesting story to include in your diet of Superman stories, if that makes right. sense. So, wh- yeah. when, um, what kind of era, year, year was this? So, this would have been, I don't know, mid 2000s? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm not really sure. I wasn't in the shop at the time. Right. Mm. Cool. Well, I, I grounded. That sounds good. Very different. Uh-huh. That is different. Is that... Oh, and, and also, I, I would say, too. A lot of people say that it started off weak uh, and then ended strong because the writer changed by the end. So actually, the last two issues of Grounded, which I, I can't name off the top of my head, mm. are phenomenal. Oh. They're very, very good. You don't know the writer? But it's, it's, it's a, it, uh, the, last, the last two issues were written by James Robinson. Ooh. I don't know the, the issue numbers. Okay. Um, He's a good writer. Uh, but... Yeah. yeah, I think his best work okay. is, is there, but it wow. was kind of a different concept by then. 
so it's 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 a weird thing it's it's just an it's a weird but very interesting thing to add to your uh knowledge about the character okay mm. cool actually i i did want to ask you this is mm-hmm. from me have you read have you read every single Superman issue because <laughs> I kind of get that impression sometimes, and but at the same time I'm like he's, he he looks young. How's he had time to read every single <laughs> issue? <laughs> the key is to have no social life. Oh, so you have? Uh, no, 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 I haven't. I there's definitely gaps mm. uh, for sure. I have it's a current issue, right? <laughs> I would say my biggest biggest gaps is they haven't digitalized a lot of the. Yeah. Uh, 70s kind of stuff. Uh, that's that's a big gap for me. I'm I'm very much still poking through, looking for holes that I missed, and trying yep. to see like, oh, this might be a hidden gem I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. I have not read every issue. I just that's just what I like to do. That's how I waste my time is just find trying to find stuff I maybe haven't read before. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I love is with Superman is like. Especially, you know, you could just be reading issues from the seventies, and you're like, "Hey, this is this is actually legitimately really great issue," you know, that mm-hmm. hasn't really been discovered. Yeah, because um, you know, it's awesome. Do you, does, and yeah, sorry. Go on. I'm just wondering, no, I'm does done. anyone know? Like, do you, do you have a number of how many issues there are of of like Superman? Oh, you, I did calculate it once. Like I just believe his own title series, like as a part, as opposed to like making. Yes. It, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I think I, I counted action, Superman, yeah. adventures. So you're not, you're not just saying just Superman. No, 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 right? no. Yeah, all, all those. Yeah, you're saying like all his. Yeah, solo series titles. It yeah. was something. It was over three thousand. Wow! Holy moly! Uh, Good lord! Holy I didn't Lord. calculate it once, but it was it was years ago, and it, but it okay. That, it, it it yeah, it's it's quite a number because that, that makes sense. It's so funny, like hearing yourself and Connor when you're saying, "Oh, look, I like discovering an issue and like going, yeah, yeah, this is weird. You know, I've never would have picked up this issue, but <laughs> then to put it into perspective that there are like over three thousand of these issues, that's amazing. Like you know, so you can you can spend a good time discovering no matter how big a fan you are discovering new issues absolutely Jeez. absolutely Holy yeah Molly. yeah 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 wow it's crazy it's great though i love it um, <laughs> yeah all right yeah i really wish they'd do some like bronze age releases yeah it's they're really lacking in that department there's some really from what i've read great great stuff in there really interesting yeah i got um i got that that I think that DC Library Classics or whatever, which is out of print, but Danny O'Neill's run, yes, um, with Kryptonite Evermore with the Sandman, which was really mm-hmm. good. Uh, by Sandman, there's like a sand oh, Superman okay. running around. Right, right. It's weird, but it's good. And uh, I got Superman versus Muhammad Ali, Superman in the seventies, and then Secrets of the Force of Solitude. But like, that's it. There's no. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of hoping that it's a few there's there's some scattered action comics stuff that's like yeah. right before Crisis they mm. put out because that's like my personal favorite era overall is probably you know the Bronze Age. Oh, wow. I've had the most. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't oh. just like what they were doing. I thought you loved the, the golden. I thought you liked the golden era. Oh, I do. No, I thought that was your favorite. But, you know, the, but yeah. Oh no, it's not my okay. favorite. 
But I I do love that characterization of Superman. Yeah. It's one of my favorite characterizations. But obviously, those comics are written in the 30s. You know, like uh, they're very simple. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. the Bronze Age, I think they the comics in the 70s and 80s they really hold up mm-hmm. for me. The concept. Yeah, there's there's a big movement yeah. um, to to say like Silver Age was a lot of gimmicks. Yeah. Uh, which I loved about it. Oh, but, right. So there there's a big movement. Was it? Is it Mort Weisinger that was the yeah. editor at the time? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was big into pushing, let's stop doing one-and-done gimmicks, and let's really get into the emotions of what it's like to be Superman and what, what all these characters go through. So there there is some real big uh, gems in there. Cool. So I think it might have been Julie Schwartz. Yes, it was. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yes. I, got, I think Weisinger was earlier. Um, yeah, I, I don't. That was just the, the only name popping in my head. I thought that sounded yeah. wrong. Thank you. No, no, it's all good. I was. I got that from looking at the wiki page because I was. Yeah. Oh, you could have so, passed yeah. it off as just head knowledge. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. No a wasted opportunity. <laughs> I never lie, Ray, except when I'm dis- disguising my identity. Uh, but um, I'm sure someone out there will get that. <laughs> Yeah. 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 No, they were, and they uh, as that 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 was the era where must there be a Superman drop, and and that the reason I like mm-hmm. this is they put Superman in all these different situations, you know, mm-hmm. and I that's one of my favorite things about the characters when they put him in these weird environments, and I think, you know, one of my things I would see more is like Superman stories that are horror, Ooh. you know, because mm. I I love horror and I think Superman's a great um, character to do horror with because. He's such a strong protagonist, you know. We did we um, did cover that Halloween special Connor with uh, was it Frankenstein and Dracula? Yeah, was, uh, Frankenstein's monster. But that was more like kind of campy horror. You're talking about full on, like full on, full on horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, which they've they've kind of done. Uh, yeah, not much though. You're right. No, not much. And I think that's something that they could do more. I'd love to see Superman go up against these, you know, cosmic horrors out of the antithesis of any sort of hope or good mm. you know because he's the polar opposite of that and mm. i just think it's something interesting yeah, to explore, cool. explore. Yeah. have you ever uh real quick have you ever read superman uh it's called red glass ah. yes was that where he found the glass on the moon and he yeah, had that it was like an alien creature on the moon that just took him through like a psychic yeah kind of horror trip Ooh, that sounds good and that's where he like destroys Metropolis and stuff in that vision, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah that was great. I really liked that. Was an issue that stood out in the nineties run for me for sure. Yeah, um, I yeah. just I was just thinking of that because I discovered it this year, so that was like right. kind of in my head. Cool. That that's another that kind of ties together. It's a hidden gem that's a little more horror mm. focused, a little yeah. Morrisony, even though it's not Morrison. It's it's a definite hidden gem, all right. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that definitely stood out to me because I was reading Post Crisis in Order. I still am technically, but I have to get through some Nightfall, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, like that that issue stood out because there's there's a lot of duds in that era, but that was a great. Right. One. And I really like the. Uh, if you read the Silver Banshee issue that Mike Mignola drew, I is that the one that they. They rebrand the issue like it's called like Silver Banshee on the cover. No, it's where he goes to her castle. Okay, I d- it sounds familiar, but I don't remember Mike Mignola. 
Oh, I might well, have to look that up. It's really good. And I, I love Mike Mignola because I love Hellboy. Mm. Um, sure. And seeing him draw Superman was a real treat, especially in a yes. sort of horror type story. So, yeah, I'd recommend tracking that down. It's really good. You've probably yeah, I'll read see it. if I'll see. I may not have. I may have just like skimmed through it, you know? Because it was, it was just really before Exile. Maybe I haven't read it. I'm going to look uh, that up. Thanks for I, the tip. Yeah, that's all good. Because I, I have the Superman Exile Omnibus, and it was in there. That's what I read it mm. first. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the exact issue later. Because um, I'll speak on that. Yeah. Are you, are you an, um, like an omnibus collector? Adam, or are you just mm. purely floppies, or, or how do you how do you collect really. digital? I really, um, I really collect with reading in mind yeah. instead of display on mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do go to like the physical shop weekly and get a bunch of floppies, and I'll, I'll get I will get some trades if they look nice or if I want just want them for the collection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm, I've been doing a lot of. Uh, using the DC, taking advantage of DC Universe right. while it's here, yeah, and just hunt. That's where I'm trying to find my gems, yeah, mm. hidden gems to find. Just going through their catalog, it's a great resource if if you have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're in America, yeah. it's great. Yeah, you yeah, know, I'd be using that if we had it here. Yeah, <laughs> that's been a bit of a topic sometimes. Um, okay. Yeah, actually, sorry, I just, I have these other questions that I want to ask. Sure. Like, you know, what, because we're talking about Superman a lot, but like, what, is there like a character that you would really love to see him cross over or team up mm, with? I was about to ask that. Mm. Yeah. That, he, that he hasn't okay. really done much, um, or at that all. he hasn't done much is, again, Or it can be someone he's done he's... it with a lot, you know. Yes, like... absolutely, no, but I am trying to think of, like, um, I do love, love, love when minor characters show up mm. i don't necessarily want it to be you know batman mm. yeah he, i really he likes batman all the time because i would love them to collect the dc comics presents run which was just that's superman a... teaming up with you know yes that's an amazing run i cite yeah. i when people ask recommendations i cite len ween's issues of dc comics presents oh. are some yeah. of the top 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 notch superman stories but uh mm. some that he has specifically has not done before i would say detective chimp <laughs> well yeah no that would be cool. who's that because Sorry. one detective chimp is exactly what he sounds oh, okay. like he <laughs> yeah. is he is a a chimp detective yes excellent. he's got he's so he's he's an ape with the with a sherlock holmes get up yeah. he's got a bit of an attitude <laughs> <laughs> so uh I think it, one. I just love apes in comics, and two, uh, I think we've been seeing a big strength with Superman stories. Is he he doesn't necessarily always get detective stories, mm. and mm. Uh, that would be cool to explore that angle. And I think that would yeah, work that's interesting as well. If you want to throw Lois Lane in the mix with Detective Chimp, I think that'd be an interesting <laughs> dynamic. They could, you know solve some mysteries together that would be a fun thing to explore in metropolis i did like how um the because uh, i actually i don't dislike bendis's superman i, I did really mm-hmm. like the start and i'm really interested in this dr fate stuff which i haven't read yet um okay. but i'm gonna get there soon the mongol stuff has been good too but um i really liked how he did do the sort of investigative reporter side of yeah. clark and i wish yeah. we saw that more 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's his strength. Which, by the way, speaking of DC Comics Presents, the last issue, it feels exactly like a DC Comics Presents issue. Oh. With Dr. Fate. They even have oh. they have the logo at the credits page, and then it, as I read it, I was like, "This would feel right at home as a DC Comics Presents issue." So that's a good one. Doctor Fate's the character I've been getting into recently, and he, he yeah. worked well with Superman. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'd I'd really love to see Superman and Constantine team up. Yeah, have they done that before? No, never. Mm. Not just the two of them. Okay, they've interacted. Yeah, right. Uh, there you know, was, there's yeah. Future's End. They kind of met up, mm-hmm. but there, there's not a, there's not a story that's just the two of them and really exploring what that's like. Yeah. There was there was one, and it okay. was uh, but it was like it was the framing device in I believe the 2016 DC Christmas special. Oh it, yes, yes, that was really great, and I thought that was such an excellent dynamic between those two characters and i really want to see more of it yeah um, yeah absolutely he seems to be paired with wonder woman a little bit more than superman for kind of a similar idea that if she's truth and goodness he's kind of lies and scams i guess she's uh magic based right for lack of a better sort of generalization you know right um and i love superman stories that involve magic you know when uh-huh. he get when he got teleported back in time by Etrigan to fight Morgan Le Fay, that was awesome. Uh-huh. You know, cool to see more of that stuff too. But yeah, yeah, John Constantine because he's one of my favorites, and him and Superman are such a good odd couple pairing. Right. Uh, swap thing as well, but they have teamed up a yeah, few times. Yeah, I'd like to try to think of more. I don't. I, that that's the team ups that excite me is when you team up opposites. I mm. don't really necessarily. I I wouldn't want to say, not that it'd be bad, but like. Superman and, you know, when people talk about, like, Marvel DC crossovers, I think, like, it's people saying, like, Superman and Captain America, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like, okay, so they'd kind of just agree about yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 they just happily yeah. go about their yeah, So I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of who else in the in the DC universe I'd see. Lobo? want to see team up. Lobo's good. Yeah. That's happened. Okay. Uh, they're usually, yeah, they're enemies most of the time. Not really. I can't think of, like, a... Uh, straight up, we're on the same side on this. We got to team up. I'm sure there has been. Yeah, Satana. Um, I'd like to see more of her and Superman because mm-hmm. they yeah. interacted, but again, not heaps. Um, yeah, that Superman. That kind of be that'd be an interesting thing to explore. I don't think this defines Satana, but to kind of not even just magic, but say like if Satana is more of a performer. And Superman's kind of more secretive and likes to kind of mm. be more humble about it. Sounds like a Max imprint. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that would be cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I I'm not too well versed. Uh, is there a Captain Captain Atom? Is he? Uh, is he big? He's a big character, isn't he? Captain Atom. Yeah. He's a silver dude. He's like a, a white dude. Oh, again, yeah, I don't know. he's yeah. kind of a he's kind of a name. I don't think he has. He's popular enough to have gotten his own series and stuff. But I, 
I just don't think he has much of a personality. Okay. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah. There might be some Captain Adam fans Ooh. very mad at me for saying that. Oh, yeah. be wrong. They're gonna be tweeting you, <laughs> Captain Adam. I <laughs> I really like his design and power set. His I design looks cool. Yes. I've got no idea what he does. Atoms, I guess, but yeah. Well, I guess Doctor Manhattan was originally right. going to be uh, Captain Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam's not as powerful as Doctor Manhattan. Well, he's more just yes, yeah. explicitly nuclear based. Right. But there was there was a story Armageddon uh, where he was going to be revealed to be the big bad guy, but mm-hmm. everyone figured it out. <laughs> and it, this was two issues, by the way. Everyone figured it out at the end of the first issue, so they change it to freaking Hawk. From Walking Dead, but it makes no wow. sense. Yeah, and it's they such, should have just kept with it. It's such an awesome first issue. I'm like, wow, this is great. Wave Rider and everything, and they change it. Yeah, um, but I think Captain Adam would have more of a presence if. Yeah, again, like Captain Adam. Adam's fans might be mad at me, but I would kind of like to see him turn. As a <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a kind of a spot to fill for him. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. So, uh, actually, we should move on because Radar, we were going to ask you. We just want to talk about your, you know, you made a list mm. of 100 mm. stories, seemingly off the top of your head, by the way, which is very <laughs> impressive. Um, <laughs> you know, I've I've actually been going through that list a bit. I've read some things on it that I hadn't read before. Um, oh, good. Yeah, I was surprised, like, uh, about the amount there that I hadn't read especially like post-crisis stuff i'd never really heard of yeah uh that's that's good to hear because it, it was definitely a goal mm-hmm. um, yeah i did not make it a ranked list it was not yeah. top 100 it was 100 i recommend and the goal was to put in some hits in there that people would appreciate but also for people like you and me who have read so much I yeah. wanted to share those kind of hidden gems that you may have yeah. missed. That was a big, big part of it. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to I'm happy to hear that uh, worked in some regard. Cool. Totally. Have, have you published it anywhere else besides Twitter? Yeah. So I'd, I'd actually like to give a, a shout out to uh, Zach at uh, comicsbookcase.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I started making this list, and and someone was like, "Hey, yeah, is this gonna?" be published somewhere like or is this i'm like i guess my style is just like i just tweet things and then they disappear forever after a while (laughs) um so i actually like in the middle of this list because i was doing it like 20 a day or something and uh in the middle of the list i messaged my buddy uh zach at uh he's at batman bookcase and uh i i said like hey would you be interested in, in putting this on your website? And he, he was very graciously said yes. And uh, we wanted to have it up by Superman Day mm-hmm. uh, in June. It was kind of a thing to promote. Yeah. That that's a thing because I think it's kind of All up right. to the fans to build that up. Uh, and he, he very – he put in a lot of hard work at, in, in such little notice to put that on um, – uh, comicsbookcase.com yeah. the whole list is on there cool wow. no we'll we'll, uh, we'll make sure yeah. we have the, the links to the show notes there for that yeah I've, I've put a oh, note great. now to make sure we put that in the show because it's a good list and as, as you said it's a list for it's not just all the stories we've seen before mm. yes on these lists there's a lot of hidden gems there um, like mm-hmm. I 
I won't talk about all the ones I've read because we'd be here forever. But uh, the one I read off here with, so I did want to mention a little bit, is where he swaps powers with essentially a deadbeat. Uh, mm-hmm. That was number a, 100. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and basically, you know, the guy's like Superman, you have everything, you know, you have it easy. And it's like, I bet yeah. you can't, you wouldn't be able to fix my life mm. or yeah. anything. But then Superman proceeds to, like, get a job, fix the apartment, start looking yeah, after they, the they properly. Friday oh, wow. and yeah. switch bodies. The story is called Man and Superman. Yeah. And it's, it's spelled M-A-N-N. Oh. And Superman. Because the oh, guy's yeah. name is, is something man. Yeah, yeah very that was, that was kind of really interesting. Cool it, it was because I think people miss it, you know, because it, it's not Action Comics number something. Mm. It's, mm. it's a standalone one shot. That yeah. those those are the ones I'm finding are are very easy to miss. That's what you kind of got to look for. So yeah, it's, it's it was an interesting idea that was executed pretty well, and a lot of people it just kind of got forgotten in time, you know. So how, how did you find it? How did you find a lot of these stories that are kind of just obscure one shots? You know, that one in particular, I think my library had it. Oh, so that one that one was pure luck. A lot of things I'll just find just Googling Superman, just going down through yeah. the list. They're just, just happening to, like, I've, I found I miss a lot of Elseworlds, so I'm, yeah. I'm trying to look look through there. But, uh, yeah, that that one was uh, that one was pure luck. Just my library had that one. But, yeah. like, collating the 100 um, or the 20 a day that you said, Adam, as well, it's mm-hmm. it's not like a case of... Um, just you scanning your brain and going, okay, I'm going to um, just think of twenty that you know that I really liked. I mean, you would have had to, you yeah. would have had to have had a, a larger I, repository to go, kind of go, okay, yes. I'm going to cull this. I, I reckon this is better. So yeah, that would have taken quite a while. I've had it in mind for months ahead of time mm. that I was going to. I wanted to challenge myself to make a, mm. a massive list of some kind. The original idea years ago was to do one thousand best moments. Ooh. Uh, good lord so, for every so issue for of action while, comics yeah. <laughs> right that's what it was going to be i was like i wonder if i can do that by the time action 1000 comes out and i just got busy and i you know didn't take up the task but oh. I, I just i just had in my notes app for a while just like issue numbers oh, okay. that began as kind of like flagging for like hey a cool thing happens here just i'm just going to put in my notes app uh, you know yeah. action comics uh 340 yeah and i'll be like remember that issue so it, it ended up just being a list and i i just got to thinking like it was the two reasons why maybe three reasons why i wanted to make the list like one for the challenge of it just the as a fun thing to do mm-hmm. uh two out of just stubbornness out of like people saying like oh well there's more ba- good batman stories <laughs> and i wanted to be like hey oh. Please. Nothing better to <laughs> nothing better to spur you on than you know. Trying to... <laughs> <laughs> and then three again to you know a lot of a lot of, to bring up Batman again. Every Batman day, there's people who are like, "Oh, what about a Superman day?" Hmm. And I kind of wanted to be like, "There is one." <laughs> yes, yeah. I believe June eighteenth. There seems like to correct. be like three. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so there uh, is. There's a couple. There's one that is the what they believe is um, the date Action Comics released. Uh, yeah. There's some other one. You know, there's Superman's birthday or whatever. But I think 
Um, I'm just going to make sure I got the date right. It's definitely in June. June seems to be the one that they they picked just the rent. Uh, June 12th, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems to be the one that is most easy to rally around just because it's simple to understand that it's it's middle of June because it says June on action number one. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just it just seems to be the one with the most momentum. So I just like I think it's up to the fans to bring attention to it. It and is make it a thing because I, I, I remember I got cranky. Uh, this year or last year, probably last year, I got cranky when I saw like a Batman Day march in um, mm-hmm. Brisbane City, which is the silliest thing, honestly. That I'm getting cranky that people are celebrating this other character. I'm aware of how yeah, silly we can we can like both realistically. <laughs> um, but I guess it was more like you know more of my self pitying. Why isn't there a Superman thing? But you know, yeah, it, it's kind of on us, isn't it, mm. to sort of yeah make make these. You know, maybe I should have had a little gathering or something. Because I have friends that are Superman fans, you know, we could uh-huh. have gotten together and watched a bunch of Superman movies. But I didn't do anything. I didn't spread the word. I just sort of sat there, you mm. know? So it's it's good that you put together the list. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a little way. It's not <laughs> like I, I did anything major for the holiday. I was just trying to spread the word. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's still, it's a hundred yeah. stories. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a massive yeah, it's just, just actually, yeah, it's, it's a great effort. It seems like it would have taken a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, actually, and we'll be doing JLA The Nail soon on the show, actually. I heard. Very nice. I um, thought that was a, an interesting choice. Was that on the list? Is that why you... Yeah, because me and a friend that, of yeah. mine were going through the list and we thought we'd read some stuff together. And JLA The Nail was on there, but we never got around to reading it because I couldn't be bothered at the time with a story that didn't have Superman in it much. Mm. But mm-hmm. he requested that we cover it to get him to read it. <laughs> so... That's okay. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm dreading it or I think it's going to be bad. I'm just saying, like, we want to read it. We're just lazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're doing it here. Um, but it's. I think like, I thought that was a great choice. I'm I'm excited to uh, listen to that. Yeah, sure. I mean, and this this goes for most of like all our listeners. You know, if anyone ever wants to guest and you as well, Adam, feel free. If you see we're doing something that you have a lot to say about, feel free to hop on with us. Yeah, absolutely. Like you bring so much, you know, to to this chat as well. So it'd be great to have you on like, uh, on a discussion slash review capacity. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd, I'll be less, uh, hogging all the (laughs) airtime. Although mind you, uh, maybe in three weeks or so, uh, you might find it hard to, to find some time, but anyway, uh, that's true. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, I'm having a uh, that's that's one my for the listeners because you two guys yes. know, <laughs> but I, my my wife true. is my wife is extremely pregnant. Ex- not only pregnant, but extremely pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And not only pregnant, guys. She's Violently huge. pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know what you're gonna name? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna be um, uh, Kyle C Y dash E L. Right. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, my wife might disagree with the spelling, <laughs> but it's 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 gonna be a, a Kyle. Just just do Kyle of the House of L. Or... Uh, we'll see. We'll no. see if I can get to the birth certificate before yeah, my. Wife I was about to say. Is... <laughs> I was about to say, Adam, just do what my dad did, and you know, when your wife's knocked out, still just kind of sign that 
<laughs> certificates <laughs> right away. Did he do that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I was meant to be actually, you know, I was I, actually meant to be called Chris, but um, yeah. It's funny because yeah. I never met your dad, but it does sound like something he'd do yeah. from what you've yeah, told me. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's cool. You should name him General Zod. Yes. Make sure you include the general there as well. Um, That'll be his middle name. Yeah. Yeah. General Zod. That's awesome. Like if you're if you're a kid, you're going to school and your name is General yeah. Zod. Like R- roll call. Interesting yeah. Yeah. General Zod. Walk in the room and you're like, all right, everyone, you know the drill, Neil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they've done secret identity for the guy who got named Clark. Why don't they do secret identity for the guy that got? Oh, named Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. We should be riding at DC, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, layoffs, I'll work for free. <laughs> you know, just hit me up. Um, yeah, all right. Well, um, I believe, uh, I think we covered all our topics. Is there anything you had, uh, Ray, or anything you wanted to talk about, Adam? Or uh, No, I, I think, yeah, pretty much covered. Um, no, Adam, yourself? No, uh... You know, just hoping things here get healthier in the comic industry, and mm. we have new, better stories in the future. So, oh, actually, yeah. th- that was the um one of the the things. I guess I mean, not not that mm. I'm expecting you, you to have an answer, Adam, but just your thoughts on uh, the recent, you know, ramific- ramifications with DC and yeah, um, how that would I don't know, impact all the titles and, and it's Superman a, and, and yeah. You know, it's a tricky situation because uh, I don't want to speak out of turn because we we know so little mm, yeah. right now. That's the frustrating thing is the future is just so unclear right now. It seems like stuff's coming out now that they've assured us comics are still going to be a a thing that they do. Mm, mm. And uh, it seems like DC Universe is going to stay as a comic platform. Yeah. So that's good for me <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to you too <laughs> but um yeah I, there's a lot of theories right now that a reboot or relaunch will maybe happen mm-hmm. yeah uh instead of five maybe 5g is not going to happen but maybe it, it looks like that the replacement of 5g is going to happen okay. and that's why things look weird like they're they're going i think comics are going down and so I, I I would say I'm I'm definitely I'm open to something new mm. happening. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's uh, it. it. Must might be just another kind of clean slate, new change. Yeah, uh, but it, it's it's just a struggle because it it feels like to me, like the the one two punch of of this and COVID mm. are the the comic book shops are going to hurt. Yeah, and we kind of all always knew that you know, things will be more and more digital as time goes on, but it's, it's just rough to, uh, just yeah. kind of really force it right now in this short period of time with everything going on. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a bummer, but I, you know, comics are always going to survive. Well, they will. They will. I mean, and, uh, yeah. totally. it's like saying like, you know, with digital like books that books are going to disappear. I mean, they're not. So, uh, it's always going to be there. Yeah, it's just a weird thing because it, it's like our our best case scenario right now is we'll get some maybe creative new stories, but at the cost of yeah. a lot of people's jobs yeah. in the industry. Mm. That's our that's our best case that we're looking at right now. 
And it's not a particularly good case, no. but right. You know. Um, actually, that that did bring me. So, uh, I guess to wrap us up, our final thing. Ray and I won't chip in for this. We just want your opinion because Ray and I are doing. Um, since spoiler, we couldn't find slash decide on a third sort of oh. guest. We were gonna. Sorry, Ray. This is new to you. Yeah, sure. no well well, uh, it's kind of new to you but one of the talking points me and ray were going to talk about was you know how would you feel if superman went free domain so i just want to get your thoughts on that and ray and i will you know do our thoughts when we do our discussion later on well so are are you referring to he becomes public domain after how many so my Uh, understanding of that is that the concepts that were around more or less action comics number one will be public domain. So maybe necessarily Brainiac is not going to be, and maybe like, I mean, I just, maybe not. Yeah. As a general talking point, I'm just talking about, this is a hypothetical. It weren't, it's not realistically going to happen anytime, anywhere remotely soon, but just hypothetical since Superman, you know, is such a people's character. Like, how would you feel like, would you prefer if Superman as a whole was in the public domain? Mm. Or would you prefer him to be under, you know, a sort Gosh, of control? I don't know. I mean, obviously, if he was yeah. public domain, there's there's no reason why DC can't keep publishing Superman, right? Mm. Yeah. They just wouldn't be the only ones. Yeah. So, I mean, the only... It would be weird, <laughs> but the the only thing that can happen is other people can in theory do something else with him yeah so it 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 can only bring about a interesting part of his history Mm. i i mean i i don't i don't know if i would read all those stories Mm. and i would probably still be mostly uh interested in the timeline at dc yeah but i'm sure there would be a couple interesting things going on that would pique my interest. Mm. So, I mean, it, it can only be good. I can't really think of any, you know, downsides to it, right? Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I, I guess uh, Ray and I will save our thoughts <laughs> for, you know, but um, I can think of downsides, but that's just me. Okay. I always see a downside to something, <laughs> don't I? Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I very much just couldn't. Maybe just I'm not thinking of everything right now. No, no, that, that that's fine. Um, yeah, we, we do just kind of want to spring it on you and our other other guests because mm. um, I'm, okay. I'm interested in getting everyone's kind of thoughts on Fresh it. Thoughts, because yeah. um, I've had it's been I've seen people discuss it before that considering the concepts of Superman, he should be in public domain. You know, he shouldn't mm. be a corporate sort of mm. entity. But you know, at the same time, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But yeah. Um, so, Adam, where can people find you? You know, what, what's all your details? Any plugs you want to do, etc.? Uh, I'm just uh, at Talking Superman on Twitter. It's kind of my only uh, social media presence and only outlet. Cool. Very easy. So, yeah, just Twitter. Yeah, yeah. At Talking right. Superman. Mm. Cool. And, yeah, that's, that's just... It's just uh, talking about Superman. It's just... You know, sometimes I'll be like, hey, look, this panel looks cool. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll be like, let's analyze this story, you know? Yeah. 
just yeah. everything. Uh, just um, I, just quickly then. So do you do you tweet daily or, or um, multiple times a day or how how often how frequent? I tend to yeah. yeah. I tend to do one or two tweets a day. Okay. Okay. So listeners three to four. Okay. So listeners who who want to jump on board who haven't necessarily. Yeah. And I would, yep. I would add too, like it, it is there for, you know, back and forth discussion. Yep. As I said, that's the appeal. So feel free, anyone, to be like, "Hey, what do you think of uh, this origin story, or what do you think yep. of this issue?" Yeah. Cool. Well, I might. Yeah. I, I mean, I might slip in there. Go on there <laughs> sure. like a nom de plume. <laughs> okay. Hi, Adam. Uh, never met me before, but you know. <laughs> so I, I, I obviously I highly recommend the um page as well. As I said, it's just you know it's a good place to go for some Superman discussion, especially if you just want to see discussion of like even obscure comics mm-hmm. or just yeah. any right. comics really, not just the current live action rumors and complaining about Benders right. or anything. You know, it's just a yeah. nice place for Superman fans yeah. to all chat. Thanks to Adam. Um, so, yes, you know, thank you. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, you yeah, know, a, a big thank you. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. Um, Adam, yeah, no, definitely. Thanks very much for coming on. Sorry guys. I've actually been kind of sick, uh, <laughs> as I mentioned at the start. So I might be a bit scattered. Uh, sorry if I ever <laughs> talked over anyone. I just, I get really excited sometimes. Oh, you're good. As Ray has probably noticed. Um, gonna... No, me too. I I feel like I've like even right then just <laughs> nah, <laughs> it's just a platform. Like yeah, yeah, we don't have the cameras on, so it's, it's purely purely like it's a three way phone conference. So it's 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 difficult. But um, yeah, no, it was it's it's fine, kind of you know. Um, yeah, I think that that comes from I I've loved talking to you guys. I yeah. love being on here. So thank you guys very much. Yeah, I, I know you're having a little one soon, but uh, we'd love for you to guest mm-hmm. whenever you want. Um. You know, because like the, we could talk about so much more, right? But, uh, it's twelve a.m. now, but yes. you know, I, I'm sure there's plenty more we could talk about in the future if you ever wanted to hop on for anything. Um, Connor's got a so Connor's got a hundred degree, hundred degree, hundred degree temperature. So, uh. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, yeah. It, it, sincerely, Adam, no, it's, it's been great. It's been awesome to chat. Far out. It's so um, it's whenever anyone's enthusiastic about the subject matter. Obviously, it's a very enjoyable um, chat. So, yeah, please come on anytime. All right. Thank you guys so much. All right. Thanks, Adam. Hey there. Do you like comic books? Do you like superhero TV and movies? Well, come on over and check out the Caves of Lunatics podcast. We have such shows as Capes of Lunatics and Super Connectivity, where we cover everything new and current and popular in the world of superheroes. And we also have episode-by-episode reviews of the Marvel Netflix shows and a monthly discussion of everything current on the DC Comics character Nightwing and a few other surprises all the time. So come join us for the Capes and Lunatics podcast. And we're back with another guest. Uh, it, it, it might be jarring. We might repeat ourselves because we're recording these like weeks apart. So we'll cover that's Connor. fun. We'll cover it. Yeah. <laughs> but here <laughs> we have uh, Tasman, the aspiring Kryptonian. Hello. Welcome, Tasman. Hello. Thank you. 
so I guess, uh, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners, uh, who you are, what you do? I guess so. Um, yeah, I'm Tasman. I've been the blog um, called The Aspiring Kryptonian, which just covers basically any Superman news and occasionally the other DC, other DC Comics characters as well. Um, but yeah, I'm just a huge Superman fan and collector um, of memorabilia. So yeah, I think that's it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think, um, sorry, Tasman, if I can just say, and I might be totally wrong, um, I actually think, I don't think it was YouTube, but I think I did see you on TV, like, with your collection. Um, is that yeah. correct? You have been you have been filmed before? Yeah, so I was on, I think it was uh, Channel 5 News, when they, I think they were selling one of the Action Comics number one um, issues that, well, went to auction or something, and they wanted someone to talk about Super... No, no, it was the it was um, the 80th anniversary of Superman. So they wanted someone, oh. a Superman fan, to talk to about that. So <laughs> are, I did that. Are, are you getting are you getting muddled up with the other time you were on TV? It's like, oh no, not that one. It was that was the other time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the only time. But oh. I, I was did have a um, it was like a little mini interview, I guess, with BBC, but it wasn't on TV. It was just for like um, their online pages. Okay. Right. Yeah, cool. No, I mean, this is totally unrelated. I think I, I came across it, I think, even before, Connor, you and I started this podcast. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a couple. It was a few years ago, I yeah. think. I remember that, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And so then when Connor said, look, yeah, we're thinking of getting, ta- uh, he's thinking of getting Tasman on, it's like, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, so, so listeners, um, you know, you have you have nothing but the best here with Superman fans. Um, so Tasman's an avid and dedicated fan. Uh, I don't know, Connor. Have you got any questions to open up about? Like, let's explore kind of your fandom and uh, I don't know your expectations for the future for Superman, but also I guess your your um, knowledge and, and reading of of Superman in the comics. Yeah, Ray, Ray's trying to guess all my questions. I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I do actually have a few questions because obviously I've been watching your page and stuff and I've seen your collections and they're uh, quite large. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess I guess we'll start with the basic, like what got you into Superman? Yeah, so it was kind of, well, it's kind of been planted in my, since I was little. So I used to watch uh, the new adventures of Lois and Clark, the Dean Kane one, um, with my granddad when I was younger, just like sort of the odd episode. And um, so I was kind of interested in Superman from then. But then, I don't know, I, I was always kind of into superheroes and things like that and, and all the, the films and the cartoons and things like that. So... Yeah, it kind of just stemmed from there, really. And then most of it sort of started when Superman Returns came out. So mm-hmm. obviously before that, it was all sort of the Christopher Reeve stuff. And then obviously this one came out and then there was loads of merchandise and that available. So that's pretty much what kicked it off. And then from that moment, I kind of dedicated myself to getting to know Superman as much as I can and sort of involved myself in all the other TV series and films and comics and things like that. So it kind of just started from there, really. Okay. Are you like? So, sorry, Connor. I don't. You, you go. I was just about to say, like, so uh, were you inclined to to be a collector, Tasman, before Superman? Like, had you been collecting stuff before, or or did this, this kind of like trigger, like this? I guess is very dedicated collecting um, of Superman merchandise and and comics. Yeah. So 
I, I think I've got kind of an obsessive personality. So <laughs> once I once I'm interested in something, I just get everything to do with it. So I think before Superman, I was I was a po- uh, Pokemon geek. So I had my whole room painted mm. Pokemon, yeah. my cards, everything. Um, so I, I kind of just when I'm when I'm interested in something, I just get as much as I can. But this is the one that's kind of gone. It's kind of ballooned. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to ask do you have a favourite Pokemon Pikachu was always my favourite but then I, I I don't like the new sort of Pokemon I like the old classic Pokemon so the, the older um, Pokemons but I think Pikachu and Charizard are my favourite okay. are, are, yeah, the... are you into that were you into that or you know do you know uh, I was into it as a kid and I I got the new Pokemon game, so I got into it a bit recently. But yeah, a lot of the yeah. new Pokemon designs are pretty lazy. Like, they'll get like a corgi, and they'll put like yellow paint on it, and they'll be like, "This is a lightning corgi," uh-huh. or something. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> um, but so I'm guessing, like, do you have a special affinity for Superman Returns specifically? Then, since that was sort of your gateway, or yeah, I think. Well, I, when I watched it, I loved it anyway. I think I went to the cinema to see it with my cousin, and then I think I went to cinema like twice after that to watch it again. But um, yeah, I really I I love that film, and because it kind of started my collection, it's kind of got a bit of a special place in my heart, I guess. Yeah. Can I just say as well, like um, you know, just to share a bit about that movie too, because I remember going to see that in the cinemas. Um, I was working in a um like you know i think i finished high school or whatever and i was working um working in the supermarket just you know all all my supermarket buddies and stuff and i remember we saw the the preview to it and uh one of them and he's a a big guy his name was ellie he's this big lebanese kind of guy really built like a truck and he saw the preview as well and he goes jesus superman like that can't be he can't be physically real like that like, because there were some scenes where he was fully ripped, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know. In hindsight, though, is that true? Uh, there was kind of CGI enhanced, wasn't it? Because I thought, like, geez, Brandon Routh was pretty well. Um, Wait, are you asking if they enhanced Brandon Routh as CGI? Yeah, did they? As a random. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, I no, don't know. I, no? I didn't <laughs> think so. But okay. Oh, it is a little random. <laughs> I don't know. Just um, we have a new segment: raise random questions. Raise... In addition to raise random picks and um... raise rambles as well. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, that I was mean... just that was my bit on Superman Returns. I don't know. Uh, you obviously loved it, Tasman. Um, you know, any inclination towards Brandon Routh? He's quite you know good looking. Oh. Yeah, I, I I love Brandon Routh. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I don't think there's like a, an iteration of Superman that I don't particularly like. Anyway, I think okay. I, they all have they all bring their own qualities, and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I love Brandon because of that. I think because of Superman Returns. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah, I think he's an excellent um, one. Connor and I we watched uh, what was it kind of that Elseworlds kind of thing, and he was uh, a, the Kingdom Crisis on Infinite. Earths. Yeah, that was the one, yeah. and he was um, he was a Kingdom Come. Superman, um, thought yeah. he was really excellent in that. Like compared to the, yeah. unfortunately, much of the, the, the storyline in that. Did did you follow that CW stuff? And and are you a fan of the CW stuff? Yeah, I'm not long caught up to be honest because there's 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 so many that it's it's so hard to keep up. But yeah. 
Yeah, I I think it's a little bit cheesy and mm. they've gone a little bit downhill with the effects and stuff from what when they started because when I think I've watched I think I've, I was on well just watching Sky and TV and then one of the the first episodes of The Flash was on and when I watched that it, it's completely different to what it is now um oh. so I think it's kind of gone but um, when you look shame. at CGI, and yeah, I have heard that about the Flash that it really went um, like the the early stuff's pretty quality, but I never really got into it that mm. much. Oh, um, wow. I do feel I feel Brandon Routh Superman, considering the amount of marketing they put behind him, was really underutilized yes, in that crossover. Yeah. yeah, he only had a couple of scenes, and then he like died. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Tasman, did you think like Connor and I that he was actually going to be one of the the last standing? But he he kind of just like cucked it at the beginning of the what the last episode or something, and the, the third episode, third episode, yeah. Ends. And Connor yeah. and I were just like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd have a bit more of a part in it because obviously, like you said, with all the marketing stuff, and everyone mm. was so excited to see him back as Superman. Um, but yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Well, I'd love to have a series, like a TV series of Brandon Routh as, as Superman, whether it's the Kingdom Come Superman and the storyline or something different. I think he's he's great. And the fact that he actually had another chance to, to put on the suit was great. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I'd actually, I speaking of Lois and Clark, I've been watching that a lot recently. I'd love to see a revival. Um, right. I'm surprised they didn't show up. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean... Because like they... Been in Supergirl, haven't they? So yeah, um, oh, they Terry okay. okay. Yeah, I think I can't remember who Terry Hatcher played. I think it was oh. Monel's. Think. Okay. Um, but then Dean Kane plays her dad or her adopted oh, dad. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. A bit weird. Um, oh, that's a shame. I would have thought that they would have played like their character or something. Been another kind of multiverse thing. Well, I thought. Yeah, I kind of expected them to show up in Crisis as yeah. Lois mm. and Clark, but um, they weren't there at all. So, mm. um, but I mean, the I mean, uh, they do that though. Like Dean Cain played Vandal Savage in Smallville. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, he, he was like psychotically dissecting people and stuff. It was pretty great. Um, <laughs> I'm actually watching uh, Smallville for the first time now. So I'm on, I think I'm on. I can't remember what series I'm on. Of. They kind of just blurred into one because it's on Amazon Prime, and I just yeah. Oh, it. But I think it's, I think I'm on series five. Oh, um, so I don't think I've got to that part yet. Oh, Connor, you spoiled it. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have something to look forward to. Um, what, what do you think of it, by the way? It's um, it's good. I I've always kind of wanted to watch it, but because there's so many series, I was always put off. Um, and then when yeah. it did come, I, was, I think I was sort of too young to appreciate it um but it's got yeah i i think tom Wallen's a really great clark kent and i like that they've explored everything before him being superman um but yeah the, the music's a little bit cheesy <laughs> in oh, parts and it's it? very yeah it's very much like um i don't know how you'd explain it but it's kind it, it's like it's made for girls like teenage girls with all the relationship stuff that yeah. goes on there there's a lot of um, but other than that, all the parts that link to Superman are great. I mean, I imagine that's all mainly like the CW stuff anyway, isn't it? I mean, sorry, Tasman, just a bit of background. So Connor, he's probably explained it 
kind of knows a lot, a lot more about Superman than, than me. I'm, I'm pretty much, um, this is a learning journey for me. Um, so stuff mm-hmm. like, yeah, Smallville would be really cool to, um, to watch too, but I, I don't watch much of the, the CW stuff. So a lot of my stuff is assumptions. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I would have thought the CW, I mean, when we watched that crisis on infinite earths, again, Connor and I, we were commenting on the, on the drama, the, uh, soap opera drama that was always there. Then. Um, well, uh, yeah, there's with Smallville. Like I, I enjoy Smallville, but I'm a huge Superman fan. I actually came to it late, like Tasman. I mm-hmm. a few years ago, I watched it all, um, and especially like I think the first, the first, yeah, the first seven seasons. Whenever there's a Lana scene, I just switched off because that was like really sort of teenage romance sort of stuff yeah. and as Tasman said I think that's the audience mm. um, but there's also a bit of an audience there for like hardcore Superman geeks as well Yeah, yeah. Um, because you get a lot of cool easter eggs and villains showing up and like I've always said like if you're a Superman fan you'll enjoy it you know it's not the best show ever but um, it's just got so like I think I hold to it it's a really cool Superboy show it it feels pretty silver agey because it's it's kind of inherently silly um it's just with a lot of like they have red crypts night episodes and stuff like that um which are a lot of fun so yeah, yeah what would... i think Sorry. yeah with the whole lana thing that the whole lana thing now because it's it, well it's been the same thing for like five series and yeah. whenever i see it i'm just like oh and because Lois is in it now as well, because we, we know that he ends up with Lois, it's kind of just, it seems like it's just wasted. Mm. So, yeah, I, yeah. the Lana thing just, yeah, it, it just keeps going. Um, it's like, how are they still having this much drama after, <laughs> you know, like... Um, what do you think of Lex? He Lex stole the show for me. Lex and his dad, I thought they were brilliant. What was his name again? Yeah, Rosen, Rosen something? Michael Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's great. He's a great Lex Luthor. And I think before I watched it, everyone kind of whenever you talk about Lex Luthor, everyone brought him up as as being the best portrayal of him. And mm, wow. um, I think I, yeah, he's he's very good. He's yeah, I was so, impressed. I was still I'm impressed because sometimes he kind of just switches and because yeah. obviously at the beginning he kind of starts off being well, not nice, but he's a lot nicer um, than what he is now. So we've kind of seen him go. Towards the Lex Luthor we know. Hmm. So, so better than Gene Hackman then, Tasman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I a, would yeah, say a, so. Yeah, it was just a little, <laughs> a little baiting. Connor and I uh, like to like to poke fun at, you know, the Lex I guess portrayal and Otis in the in the Christopher Reeve films. Um, it's a little bit a bit weird, isn't it? The yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole history um, with that is because. I've always taken umbrage that uh, Lex Luthor was such comedic relief in the mm. Reeve movies. Yeah. Mm. Um, so Ray just likes to bring it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Tasman, I, I guess uh, you're still watching th- through Smallville, um, but at, at the moment, how do you compare it to um, the first TV series that you mentioned that you kind of introduced you to Superman, Lois and Clark? Um, on par? Better? Yeah. Worse? I don't know. I, I think they're completely different. Mm. Um, I don't think you can really compare them because they are completely different. Mm. So, um, 
well, a bit like Super Returns or Lois and Clark has is my favorite, ultimate favorite, because I rewatched it recently as well. I think just before I watched, um, started watching Smallville. Okay. And it's just, I don't know, it's it's like really reminiscent for me. So I think I prefer Lois and Clark, mm-hmm. um, but for different reasons to why I like Smallville. Yeah, yeah, Connor, you're doing well, the rewatch as well, aren't you? So. Well, this is my first time watching it. I'm at the tail first end of time, season so. three. And uh, Tasman, I don't know if you remember, but people kept warning me that season three it starts to drop off a bit because they really force the drama between Lois and Clark. And uh, it goes from one episode. The Clark's like, oh, I can't be with you. Then at the episode, he's like, okay, I can be with you. And then Lois is like, no, I can't be with you. And then the next episode is... <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, the, I, I remember the H.G. Wells episode. I really loved that one. Um, uh, oh yeah, when they go they go back in time, don't they? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very. I think I prefer Lois and Clark mostly because though, like you just get you get to see Superman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and so, I, yeah, because I know you really like Smallville, kind of. So that's a big, that's a big one. But yeah, okay. Oh, I do. But Smallville sometimes goes under guilty pleasure for me. Okay. Sometimes because like. I wouldn't recommend Smallville to someone on the basis that it's a good show, if that makes sense. I think it's a good show, but as Tasbert has said, like all the Lana drama. Yeah. Um, You've, yeah, I think I know what you mean. You've got to have an angle to, to go into it to like it. So if you're a Superman fan, obviously it, it caters, as you said, to some Superman fans. Or if uh, you're that age group. Or if you're that age group, or if you like that sort of... Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think... Like- you're in that age group now. It 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 would be crap. Oh really? yeah, <laughs> so it's really outdated. Yeah, it, it it was of its time. I think. I think mm. if somebody that age, well, the the target audience now watched it and weren't a fan of Superman and were just watching it for for the sake of watching it, I don't think they would enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'd I'd be um I'd be very interested in talking with you about it more once you finish the show. Yeah. Because there's a lot. There's a Obviously, a lot to talk about, but I just—I'm not going to spoil anything. So, um, but for me, I think, I think you'll like the last th- eight, nine, and ten are my favorite seasons. I think they're really good, and I think you'll enjoy yeah. those. Um, so, okay. yeah. Cool. Sorry, what were we going to say? Series four so far is my favorite. Um, but obviously, I'm—I'm only up to series five, so I've been told that. Um, what was it? I think. Seven, five, seven, and eight are the best. Okay, but yes, we'll see. They're all good. I think, uh, ironically, I think, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think season five onwards, I think, is really good. So, okay. I mean, but like, it's all good in my opinion. It's just um, yeah. it, the show like was finding its feet for a couple of yeah. seasons. Yeah. Jeez, I like I the episode. I'm just- most recently is where they've introduced Cyborg, so that Ooh. that's pretty cool. Oh, has he already been introduced? Yeah, well, it, well, where where he first appears as Cyborg? Yeah, yeah. One of the episodes they, um, a few series ago. Yeah, because one of the one of the funnest things about Smallville is because it was kind of the first of its kind in the sense that it was a. DC TV show live action that introduced a lot of other characters from the DC universe. I was thinking just that, yeah, yeah. 
Um, you know, so I like because Arrow started off as a spin-off from Smallville, but then they recast, they cast another actor, and they decided to make it its own thing. But yeah, mm. um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that as well. So that was there was a connection there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not not now, but originally it was going yeah. to be linked. Um, but uh, yeah. So actually, I did. I really wanted to ask you about your chronology project. Yeah. <laughs> I I find it so interesting. <laughs> it's it's hard work. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of. Well, when I went into doing it, I, I, I think I'd read maybe like 30 um, issues of Action Comics anyway, so I had a bit of a head start. But now that I'm kind of doing doing it as it comes, it's slowed down a lot. So I think before I was really eager and I was reading like maybe like five issues a day. Wow. Um, but now I'm kind of going to one issue a day just because, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, just, hard, it's just hard to do. And sometimes I, I can't... I can't because I'm reading online as well rather than physical books because yeah. obviously I can't afford books um, it's, it hurts my eyes so I can't read for online for too long yes so and I, the, I have yeah. to sort of count off wow. the scans aren't the best quality because obviously they're from like the 40s yeah. and 50s um, but yeah yeah no, uh, I think I have the first Golden Age omnibus. I don't have any of the others because it's, as you said, a lot of money. Um, but uh, so I think that was like Action Comics 1 to 31 and Superman, like went up to like Superman 10 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was before the war. But I do remember talking to you and you said they're like, there's not that much propaganda in the books. It's only during the war, really. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of well when you kind of when I got to to reading those issues about the war, um, it's it's like very much drilled in. So it's like it's, it's even in like Superboy, they kind of tell you to buy war bonds and things like that, mm. uh, and they're kind of teaching kids on how to save their money to buy war bonds. It's, it's a bit it's it's a bit weird because obviously the kids <laughs> yeah. aren't they shouldn't be the ones that are having to yeah. to buy the war bonds things like that. But yeah. It's kind of slowed down now, so I think there is the odd, um, the odd sort of issue where it brings war bonds and things like that up, but obviously because it's past, it's kind of slowed down quite a lot. And you're on, was it 1949 right now? Uh, 1950 now I'm on. Ooh. 1950. Yeah, okay, yeah. made it. Uh... So you're, yeah, fair slab into it. Yeah, um, but it's it's just getting harder and harder because obviously when I first started, all it was was action comics and then yeah. Superman. And now you've got adventure comics. You've got Superboy. Um, mm. And then all the uh, guest features and other comics and stuff as well. So I think I've just read a Wonder Woman comic where he guest features and stuff as well. So it's kind of getting more complicated as I go through it. And I know what's to come because I know how many series and story arcs and stuff that are still left, if, mm. especially in the night. That's wow. going to be difficult. So you're actually including like all, all cameo appearances as well, like all. Yeah. Jeez. I'm going to try. <laughs> oh Have you projected how? May, I don't know. Is there a ballpark figure or projection on how long it will probably take you? Probably about eighty years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I started doing it in April or May. So 
it's taken me this long to read up to 1950, which isn't no. too bad. No, that's all right. Considering how the years are, but there's a lot less issues in those years than what. Mm. So even 1950, there are so many issues now, and it's just I know it's just going to keep getting longer and longer. So yeah. I, I really don't. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the dreaded triangle era in the 90s, and mm. that's that's become a bit of a slog because you have to read four issues, um, and that's like. Uh, yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure. I can't remember if it was weekly, but the Triangle Eater is essentially every single title is connected, like continuity-wise. Mm-hmm. So you have to read four issues um, for one kind of installment, and it it's just very hard to keep track of. Uh, yeah. But um, I mean, you hit fifty, so you're about to hit the Silver Age at least. Mm-hmm. Something a bit different. Yes, yeah, um, it's, it's changed a lot. Even in in the twelve yeah. years that I've been in, it's mm. from from when I started. It's well already Superman's sort of completely different to to what he was like. But I kind of like the way that Superman was back then. He's really well. He's actually he's quite brutal <laughs> in mm. the things that mm. he does. So he threatens to throw uh, villain well not villains like gangsters into propellers and <laughs> things like that. Get answers, so it's it's quite fun to see because it's obviously completely different to what we know now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably that may have answered my next question. But yeah, do you have a do you have a particular preference for Superman? A particular age for Superman? Um, gold, silver, or current? Yes. The reason that I'm doing the the reading order is because there's a lot of comics that I haven't read, so I I don't mm. think I've read anything on the Silver Age yet. Oh, you haven't um, read any Silver? Okay, right. I think well, I, I don't think so. I've kind of when I've, I've got loads of comics, but I've not actually read them because I kind of just buy buy them in bulk, and then I'm like, oh, that's a nice cover, and mm-hmm. then I put them away. So I recently <laughs> really started reading the comics. So okay. I've, I've read sort of the, the classics, like um, I've read The Death and Return of Superman, uh, yeah. Red Sun, the graphic novels and the collected editions. I've read a couple of those. Um, but, yeah, I've not really read. There's, not, there's a lot of comics that I haven't read. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Connor, you told me, what, there's like 2,000-odd comics or something? Superman, it's, uh, that that's that, just just to, uh, Superman titles, right? Not that not, was Adam, I think. Adam, sorry, yeah. So that there's probably a lot. More. Yeah, what, oh. if you count cameos and guest appearances, it's gonna yeah. skyrocket. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot because there's a thousand issues of Action Comics alone. So then you've mm. got, and I'm also doing it's not just Superman, it's Superboy and Supergirl as well, and then oh, wow. eventually his own series at some point, but. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Is there is there any are there any Zod series? Are you going to read them as well? Or? <laughs> if there are any. I'm not aware of any. Um, okay. I think there's a couple of sleuth of um, series. That'd be good. Um, mm. But yeah, I don't think there's a Zod one. But yeah, anything anything and anything to do with Superman, I'm going to try and read it. Cool. That's going to get quite. Uh, <laughs> it's going to get quite massive. I... <laughs> yeah, that's so cool though. That's very cool. What what, oh, yeah, what a no, journey that is going to cool. be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, do no, you mind me? To... Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say it's it's been fun to do. So mm. something that I've always wanted to do, and I didn't want to pick up because it's it's hard to just pick up a comic and just start from there. So I think now I'm reading the current series, like um, action comics and Superman and stuff. Um, yeah. But that yeah. kind of started from I, I started reading that from when Bendis started. So it's kind of its own thing in a way, okay. its own storylines. It's hard to just pick. 
Yeah. Yeah. Can, can I just say as well, like, just put things in, in perspective as well. So, so I do a, a little shameless plug here, Connor. I do a, um, another podcast about Moon Knight, a Marvel character. Um, mm-hmm. And if I was to undertake what you're doing, well, I have, and it's already done. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's not that much compared to Superman. So it was a pretty easy a pretty easy uh, um, project for myself. But yeah, Superman, Supergirl, Superboy, my gosh, wow, that's that's so cool. <laughs> and then eventually, if I'm still alive when I finish it, because it is going to take me <laughs> so long to do, um, I'm going to try and do the same for Wonder Woman. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. I go. <laughs> yeah. People keep so, recommending comics to me and I just can't. I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. do yeah. anything. Just like, I keep sticking to it. Yeah. Just like don't don't distract me, I'm, re- I'm reading yeah. you. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I guess I'm not asking for an essay or anything, but I am interested. Like, so you mentioned even in the span you're reading, Superman as a character changed quite a bit. Like, so how how did he change up until 1950 from you know the sort of champion of the oppressed, I'll throw you onto a propeller kind of thing? Um, he's, I, I guess he's still kind of that. Um, he's still. He still is kind of that person, but he now he's sort of more. It's kind of like he's been toned down a little bit. So he was he was really brutal and sort of, sort of some of the threats and stuff that he said. Um, like he's there's a, I think it's an action comics one actually. He stops someone from I think it's a domestic abuser or something, and he's yeah, yeah. the guy and his wife stops him. And he actually hits him, mm-hmm. and now we know that really if he hit him now, then he would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just it's just kind of things like that. He's just he's kind of toned down a little bit, so he's not as aggressive with um, with the bad guys. And now he's kind of got villains that constantly appear, so he's got a bit of a relationship with the reoccurring villains. So I think at the minute it's Prankster, um, Toy Man, mm-hmm. and Mister Mix. I'm not even going to try and say it, <laughs> Mister Mix. I say um, so it's it's quite nice to because the other ones they're kind of just gangsters and people yeah. that are doing bad things um but now they're they are, they are actual villains and obviously lex luther mm-hmm. um so it's it's kind of it's a different relationship between superman and the, and the bad guys that go like sort of now than what it was i really love some of them where you know he he what did he drugs that football player and dresses up as him yeah <laughs> so the ridiculous yeah there's some- but he does that I just didn't even know that he could do and he can't do it now he's just like moving his face around and just turning into somebody else oh wow yeah. <laughs> in his face yeah jeez <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things and obviously it's kind of obviously yeah in the, in the first um, years that I were reading he couldn't fly so he was just jumping yeah. but mm. now he flies it's, he's kind of yeah changed yeah yeah no it, it is cool um I don't. I I remember. I really liked. I was surprised for that era, how, like the there there did seem to be character development, especially between you know Superman and Lois as well. Like you know Superman, I, I kind of saw over time as he kind of genuinely grew to like care for her and stuff, and I thought that was pretty nice. I didn't really expect that for the era. And yeah, Lois has changed a lot as well. So in um, obviously the earlier years, she she's nasty. She I mm. thought she was horrible. Um, not obviously not Superman, but to, to Clark Kent, she yeah, was horrible. Obviously, 
well, it is to Superman because it's the same person, but yeah. Yeah, she's horrible. But she's kind of now she's kind of it's, at the minute, it seems like she knows that she's going to be with Clark. Um, so she's kind of just with him and she goes on dates with him, but it's like she doesn't want to. So it's it's, it's weird. She's <laughs> it seems like she's kind of doing it because she knows she can't have Superman at the, at the moment. Obviously, mm. she does get him. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's yeah, weird. I find it very. I kind of find it interesting um, that you know what you're saying, Tasman, about Lois, about how she's kind of portrayed early on. Because we're talking about the the golden age, right? So is that what 30s, 40s, yeah. something like that? Um, yeah, yeah. Because I always think of how women were portrayed in the early Marvel comics, but that's more like in the 60s. Um, and and for me, like I guess Lois being, I guess not necessarily nasty, but at least um, being assertive. Um, was was something different to what you'd see, I guess, a couple of decades later on with how women were portrayed by Stan Lee, at least. In w- in which case, you know, if you look at uh, the Wasp or, or Sue Storm from the Fantastic Four, um, Karen Page, Karen Page, yeah, they were <laughs> they were very much. Uh, I don't know how would you describe it, Connor? Um, ditzy, maybe, <laughs> um, and just you know, um, uh, interested in like trivial things. But I don't. Know, I just find it really interesting and and quite good that Lois was portrayed in a more assertive manner back, then, considering the time that she was written as well. Yeah, she she like from the start she's a role model. She's she mm. is badass, and even in the old ones where, well, yeah. even now in the nineteen fifties, she's she's going out trying to get these stories, getting herself into trouble, obviously, but mm. not meaning to. So she, the fact that she's yeah, she's. I mean, that would be quite trailblazing, wouldn't it, I'd I'd think? Potentially? I think... I don't know what you mean by trailblazing. Oh, just... I mean, just the fact that she was... um, Ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. Like, yeah, yeah, because um, she was very much not, um, you know, out of the same mould as all the other... That I understand, but that... I'm talking about 60s, you know, so I'm not sure exactly how... Uh, women were portrayed in the 30s or 40s but yeah 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 she's she is she's a role model even in the, in the 30s she's she is badass but i think it's more some of the comments and stuff that she makes to clark is yeah like if they're quite like they're quite hurtful some of the stuff she says she's like oh mm. she constantly says even though it's the same person she's like oh you've got no muscles and superman's got muscles and <laughs> okay. just things yeah she's more personal psychological um, she, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I guess, I mean, as as we were talking about in All-Star Superman with Grant Morrison, he was saying a lot of, like, in fact, most interpretations, and most versions of Lois Lane, there is kind of an inherent meanness mm-hmm. and shallowness to her mm-hmm. that he, he just, that's just, I guess, a genuine character flaw because of the way she treats Clark a mm-hmm. lot of the time. Like, in the Crystal Reeve movies, I never found Lois Lane likable because she just treated Clark so horribly, you know? Mm. Um, no, I can see that as well. Yeah, yeah. Some of the things that she says in in, in the old comics, like I, you kind of wonder why Clark slash Superman is so interested in her because she, some of the stuff she says is really hurtful to him. Mm. But obviously, he kind of brushes it off his shoulder because he's not really that person that she's insulting. He's obviously the Superman. Yeah. Um, he's constantly saying he's weak, he's spineless. Um, yeah. But you know, he knows that he's not. Yeah. And we know that he's not. But, well, that, yeah, that's a question I've asked myself a lot. A lot of interpretations of Superman, I always ask, why is, why is he interested in Lois Lane? 
And they answer that sometimes, but a lot of the time it's just kind of like, yeah, confuses me a bit. But I guess, you know, when you're in love with someone, maybe it just doesn't seem logical to other people on the outside. So, Yeah, that is a good question, actually, Connor. I mean, like, just from what I'm hearing about Lois Lane being so nasty and stuff. Um, yeah. I will say um, uh, in the 60s, the writing does regress. Lois Lane does become a kind of... Oh, she you know, does? Okay. Yeah, she becomes the typical kind of shallow female character um, uh. in the '60s, and I think I don't think Jerry Siegel was writing as much in the '60s either. So, okay, yeah, uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I believe Tazwood is Jerry Siegel still writing everything where you're reading, or I think so. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the original two, um, and I think that's why. That's probably why it changes so much. I've obviously not got to the 60s yet, but to have somebody else sort of take over a book or a character, it's it's going to be completely different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when the Comics Code Authority came in as well, you couldn't have heroes threatening people and stuff, so that that's why a lot of it changed too. Um, this is a lot more family-friendly, I guess. Um, but uh, that this kind of leads into... One of my questions is, do you have a favourite Superman comic? Hmm. Ooh. So, um, so far, because, you know, it's still a few well, to go. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't really know. There's there's a few where, I like the ones where, I'm, I can't think of an issue in particular, but I, I like the, the comics where Superman loses his powers mm-hmm. um, and then he even though he's lost his powers and he becomes an ordinary man, he still does all these amazing things and saves people. And he has to think of ways around mm. saving people to what he would normally do. So I think there's one, I can't remember the issue or which title it was, but there's one where he, I think he goes into, he stops some sort of um, nuclear thing um, and he's affected by the radiation. So whenever he goes near anything, everything dies around him. So he obviously oh. can't see people um, or go near Lois. So Lois gets really upset because he thinks, she thinks that he's not interested in her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but really he's just saving her because he can't physically go near anyone. Um, so he makes this kind of, it's a suit out of, I'm sure it was lead, which makes no sense because we know that he can't see out of lead and there were no <laughs> holes whatsoever. So it was like, completely, it was completely airtight. Um, and he flies around in that to save people. So that was just a bit of fun. But, yeah, I guess he probably couldn't see through that. <laughs> it's just in a box. Yeah. I've heard um, Up, Up and Away recommended a lot for a powerless Superman. Uh, have you heard of that one? Um, No, I haven't. It was, uh, I think it was written by Kurt Busiek, but I think I think the premise is that because Superman doesn't have his powers, so Clark Kent has to take down Lex Luthor somehow, and I always see it recommended. It, uh, but I haven't read it yet, but it sounds really good. So, mm. well, I guess I'll get to it at some point. But... <laughs> at some point, yeah, you do have plenty to read. Uh, and uh, I guess so. This is something that one of our listeners wanted me to ask, or our guests is: is there something you'd like to see the writers explore more? that hasn't been explored or explored much with Superman, I guess, currently? Um, I don't know, really. Um, 
I think one of the things that I was always interested in is him letting his secret out, which is obviously being explored at the minute. Um, yeah. So I'm quite happy about that. So that's the kind of thing that I was always interested in. Like, how do people not know Clark Kent is Superman? But obviously now that they do, what's the reaction? So that's something that I've always been interested to find out, which we're getting to see now with yeah. the, uh, the Brian Bendis. Um, but I don't, I don't know, really. Um, like I said before, I do, I do like the comics where he loses his powers, so that kind of thing. Yeah, I think everything that I would like to see has already been done. Um, but I like, I'm kind of bored, not bored, but I've had enough of Kryptonite. <laughs> so we need a way. I'd like to see another way that he can be affected or. Okay. Was that like the Red Sun or something as well? Doesn't that do do it? Or yeah, it neutralizes um, yeah. him. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is a crutch sometimes. Yeah, magic as well. I quite like when magic's used against him because he doesn't. He has literally no control over it. So mm. yeah. That's... I mean, I guess if you're watching Smallville, you're probably especially sick of Kryptonite. Yeah. Because <laughs> how much kryptonite is there in Smallville? My God. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I've heard you mention that a few times. It kind of, yeah, it must really be kind of overused. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially those early seasons, like every episode, yeah. every second episode. It's... Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of kryptonite as well. Yeah, Tasman. Random oh. places. Sorry? It's always in random places, so it, it, it is, finds yeah. a- and then it will just be kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to also ask, although it's it's kind of interrelated to basically what you've been discussing, um, just with you know your favorite book and and what you'd like to see. But since there are like so many different aspects of of Superman and Connor and I, we we kind of always touch upon it. Um, there's so much you can really dive deep into into superman and when you do like when writers write stories and stuff so you, you have like the cosmic element you have like this dual identity between clark kent you have um him as a as an alien like as a, as an immigrant and his kind of um position on earth um i'm just wondering what what kind of angle of, of superman most appeals to you uh, you mm. mentioned about like the the issue that you liked was when he lost his powers is 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 it something that plays around with his powers that you find the most interesting, or or do you like it when he he kind of shoots off into space, or, or more is is on more Earthbound, or? That's a good question. Um, the sometimes in the comics that I've read, when he goes out into space, depending on what he's doing, I've, it kind of takes it away for me because um, I like. I like the fact, although he is an alien, I like the fact that he is on our world um, yeah. and he's with the people of Earth. He's in a city. Um, I kind of like that because it kind of, I think it sort of grounds it, even though it's a, a guy flying around through the skies being super strong, but it kind of makes it more realistic to mm-hmm. me. So sometimes when he goes out into space, depending on what, what he's doing, um, I think there's sometimes where they've gone, they've sort of told stories about Krypton, which I really like because I feel like well, that's that's one thing that's not really explored very much. Um, we don't really get to see much of what Krypton was like. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, before it exploded. 
Um, so those issues are really fun. Um, but sometimes when he's going out and these, there's other aliens, and it's funny because he is an alien, but then the other aliens in the issue are just literally like little green men. So they're like <laughs> yeah, really it's a bit compared to him. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I like the fact I like it when he's grounded and when it, it makes it more realistic. Like the series um, that Robert Van Ditty just did, the Man of um, Man of Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's bits in that that I really liked because it really grounded the character. So the the part I'm talking about is there's a bit where Lois and, well, I think it's in most issues, Lois and Clark kind of bicker about him ripping all his suits and they haven't got a budget to afford it. (laughs) So I I, I like that realism in it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. I think Brian Michael Bendis adds a lot of that as well, doesn't he? I, mean, I haven't been reading or keeping up with, with most of the recent issues, but there is a, a very kind of realness um, to, to his his story arcs, yeah? Um, I think the way his... Um, the character speech, I don't know if there's a better word mm-hmm. for it, but the, the way they just talk to each other, that's very realistic, yeah. I think, Bendis. But story-wise, I... Well, he's kind of aged John up, um, Superboy up, from being a kid to being, well, like a, I, guess, I, guess, I guess he's like a, a late teen slash adult. Yeah. Young adult. Uh-huh. So, that you know, that's not really realistic. Oh, okay. but yeah, you know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, and like Red Cloud and all that, yeah. So, actually, yeah. Uh, so, you're enjoying the current uh, Superman runs? Yeah, I am. I know, I know a lot of people have a lot to say about it, and a lot of people aren't happy with the way he portrays certain characters and the decision to tell the truth. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. So like I said before, that's the secret identity, exploring that, that's something I've always been interested in. So that's probably why why I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am enjoying it. Yeah. But, I guess it's interesting because um, uh, uh, they did the secret identity, identity thing a few years ago actually um but it was very different it was uh he didn't reveal himself so all the reactions around the world were very hostile towards him in fact perry ended up firing clark i think and pretty much disowning him so it is interesting to contrast these two sort of Mm. identity arcs um and i mean i I, as i mentioned on our episode coming out soon which will you'll hear before this comes out listeners um you know, I am enjoying the current House of Kent story arc with Connor because yeah. I really like Connor Kent, Superboy. Just because um, of the name, isn't it? Surely. No, it's it's spelt differently. <laughs> it's spelt how Americans always spell my oh, name. Oh, ER. Um, yeah, yeah. Even if they see my name on a Facebook chat, they'll say Connor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm enjoying that. But I think, yeah, I've said it before, I'll say it again. A lot of people are treating the Bendis run like it's, uh, to quote someone, the fall of Rome or something. Wow. And it's like, look. Mm. Well, Sometimes, you know, Subbez be around for 80 years, there's going to be runs that you don't enjoy. Yeah, Just absolutely. relax. Absolutely. Yeah. There'll be more runs, you know. And the artwork in, in, oh. in, um, it is amazing. It is. I, I think it's Ivan I, Rice, Rice. Yeah. And Alex Sinclair. Like, to me, they are like a dream team. Yeah. They're, I think their artwork together is up there with like Jim Lee. Like, they're, they're so good. But mm. more of it, more I of just, a classic... I love the way. Yeah, but they've just got a bit more of a classic sensibility to the to the style, I think, 
than say Jim Lee. Like mm. I grew up with Jim Lee art in the nineties and you know really enjoyed it. It's quite dynamic. Um, but yeah, yeah, Ivan Rice, just Connor and I, we we can't lord lord the artwork enough. Yeah. I wish he'd stayed on to finish the Mongol arc, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he left, I think, one issue or two early, and I really loved his art of Superman and him fighting. I thought it was great. Mm. Oh, he made Mongol look awesome, right? It was... Uh, yeah. I've never seen him look so deadly. Mongol, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I love Mongol. Um, by the way, Tasman, just to let you know. <laughs> uh, oh, he's he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's great, but he's he's also kind of corny. I don't know. He just he looks like a, an idiot, but you know he's actually quite <laughs> he's just quite powerful and um, you know quite mean. I just oh, I was, yeah. who Dark was. I always got the two confused because I think they look <laughs> they they do. Yeah. They, they both have the sort of same. You know, they have that thing that kind of wraps around their head. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I like him because he's just, he's a good, he's a good foil to Superman. He's just a super powerful, bloodthirsty space conqueror. Mm. Like, <laughs> you know, it's all you need. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and we guess uh, we've been discussing this. We don't have to get super political or anything, but this came up last night. Oh, here we go, Connor. And it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it can, it's been coming up. I think it came up with Adam. Uh you know, we've had we've been having a bit of discussion on this podcast recently about Superman and his status with America, and specifically the phrase "truth, justice in the American way." And I mean, I've always been of the mind as an introduction. You know, I just prefer truth and justice the way it originally was. Um, yeah. Because I think I think the American way was good at a point because you know Superman's the ultimate immigrant story, and a lot of people relate to Superman because of the whole immigrant aspect. Um, but like. I, I don't know, like, I just, as a slogan now, I think the world is too connected to each other, and I just, I don't think Superman can be, you know, truth just in the American way anymore, it just mm. doesn't work for me, and the American way has changed as well. Yeah. I think um, the people that live in America is great, but if you don't live in America, then it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, oh, me being from yeah. the UK, um, it's like, my favourite hero doesn't care about the UK. <laughs> um, but obviously, I know it's not obviously the case, but yeah. it, it's, it's, it's kind of singling, not singling people out, but it's kind of making it more exclusive to America, I guess. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because... I mean, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because um, I totally agree as well, and, and I'm more inclined to, to think of just um, truth, justice, and what, what's the last bit, Connor, without the American way? Just truth... Truth. It's just truth and justice. Okay, just truth and justice. Yeah. But then, like, you know, if you look at, say, Captain America as well, um, he's got America in his name, um, mm. but he's a lot more... I think he's a lot more global as well. And and I don't... There's a little bit that does see him... Me, There's a little bit of me that sees him as, you know, he is part American, but he's, I think he's elevated beyond that now. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know. The jury's out for me with whether or not they should keep the American way or not. On one hand, it's good to identify it as it. Um, again, I'm thinking of, say, look, I'm, I'm Australian, but um, I, for, for some intents and purposes, I don't look Australian because my parents are from the Philippines. Um, but do I? what do I identify myself as? I, don't, I identify myself as Australian. So Superman is an alien. 
He's an immigrant to to America. Um, he he is like a global figure, but you know, there's nothing wrong to identify yourself. Um, yeah, where you're from. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's a strange one. Yeah. Well, they did get yeah, rid of it for a bit. Yeah. It depends what people think the American way is, and yeah, yeah, it's kind of subjective. So people will think different things about what they think America is, or mm. well, sorry, the American. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't mind it, and I don't think they should particularly change it because it's part of the history of Superman, and it, I mean, it's, it's already been done. <laughs> it's too late. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I just I liked it. They they got rid of it for a bit, and I just liked it because it, it felt like they brought the character back to his roots. Because you'd remember Tasman from those early issues, like even in Action Comics one and two, he was a global hero. You know, he just jump over to those countries to intervene in their war. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it's not something that bugs me heaps. It's just a topic that's been coming up lately. Yeah, no, it is. It's See, interesting. Like, war uh, comics uh, where they talk about war. Um, some of it, when, when I was reading through, it was kind of like tongue in cheek because the way they portray the Germans and the Japanese um, is as was. Well pretty much racist like it's, it's so yeah. bad yeah but obviously it, people have it's things have changed now so it's yeah yeah it, it's even sort of what i think i was reading on dc universe and there's even sort of a bit there to say that these this was written in the 1930s so mm. yeah yeah and it's all in you know, sorry yeah it's it's all in perspective as well i mean of course if something like that happened now everyone would yeah. be up in arms and rightly so but you look back on it and of course it's it's racist now but yeah you understood that it's back in that you know it's of its time so yeah 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 because well, yeah. i've have you seen the flasher cartoons tasman um i've seen i've not seen all of them i've seen one or two um yeah. but that's after smallville that's that's the next thing i'm gonna watch <laughs> but at least that'll only take you like an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> drop in the ocean um, but I, they're really, I love them. The, the animation's gorgeous, and I, I watched all of them recently. And you yeah. watch all of them, then it gets really jarring because all of a sudden the war starts, and it becomes know. like Superman versus the Japanese and stuff. And obviously uh, their portrayals are yeah. very racist. Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, before that, it's pretty good. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Is there anything you'd like to promote? What do you have going on right now? <laughs> I noticed you have comic book chatter and your um, Adventures of a Superman collector, which I watch with envy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, loads to come. There's a lot of boxes to go through. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get, um, comic book chat has kind of been put on hold for a little bit because I just. Well, because well, I've been I've kind of started this while I was on furlough, so I've kind of gone back to work for the past couple of um, weeks now. So it's kind of hard finding the time. Well, I, I didn't, I haven't got the time I had. Yeah. Um, to do so, that's I've not done an episode for I think maybe two or three weeks for that, but I will do the odd episode. Um, but yeah, there's the Adventures of a Superman Collector, which is me pretty much just going going through my collection to figure out because I've just moved into a house where I've got a room that I can put all my stuff out once it's decorated. Nice. So I'm just going through my collection and picking out what will go on, out on display and what will go in the attic, sadly, because there's not enough room for everything. Um, 
have an interview with Robert Venditti coming mm. up. Pro- probably next week now. Um, nice. I'm going to say maybe Wednesday, um, which we recorded last week, which is really fun. Um, and then I, I guess it's just sort of I, the website. I just have the reviews, um, the comment reviews, and the odd sort of news bit. Yep. Um, if there's a new product coming out or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'll probably do a lot for DC Fandom um, next weekend as well. So that's coming up. Um, yeah, that's it really. Okay, cool. Speaking of DC Fandom, I feel like there needs to be some grief counselling for some Superman fans. <laughs> Connor, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure you've noticed in your comment section, there's been some of us are very distressed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of just, us. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. I have loads of opinions on things, but sometimes the opinions of people that um, people that follow the page and comment on things, uh, opinion will be different. So I don't want to argue with people because obviously they're supporting everything I do, and um, and obviously I don't want to criticise anything because obviously the companies that I work with um, or want to work with, I don't yeah. want them mm-hmm. to see me being negative about anything, um, anything that they do really. Um, so it's difficult to not argue back sometimes. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's disappointing that there wasn't any, well, not, we had the Snyder Cut uh, Superman bit, but yeah, there was a lack of Superman. And I really, I really did think that that uh, surprise panel was going to be an announcement for a film. So I was, I was a little bit disappointed about that. I was, but... I was hoping. I thought I thought we'd at least get like a surprise announcement that he'd be guessing in like Shazam 2 or something. Mm. Well, I thought I thought Black Adam was going to show something because obviously they've. I think Henry Cavill or The Rock put a photo on Instagram. This is going back a year, two years ago, yeah. um, of them. And I think they were drinking um, whiskey or something, um, and saying that they were having conversations. And then we've, we've had all these sort of rumors and bits of news and stuff. Um, but I thought that was going to be the, the time where they confirm mm. that he's coming back or fighting The Rock in Black Adam. Yeah, and then then the Rock posted recently, maybe one day. So oh, doesn't. Really? Yeah, but like you know, maybe maybe Black Adam too. Uh, but th- <laughs> don't worry, you know, uh, there's plenty of Superman fans, including me, that are that are storming the gates. So you know, <laughs> uh, I was I was quite upset with the Suicide Squad gamers. Anyone who follows me knows because they saw a stream of tweets from me. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and you even apologised to me, Connor. Sorry for the spam that you'll get in the notification. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, it was. I'm a, I'm a big gamer, so I was holding out for a Superman game for a long time. Um, yeah. And this was uh, the dream was crushed. But anyway, I don't want to finish. I, I don't want to finish on a downer. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm uh, I'm happy. Man of Tomorrow's come out. Uh, have you watched that yet, Ray? Uh, no, I haven't. But I'm I'm very keen to uh, maybe tomorrow night. Maybe on a Sunday. Maybe yeah. I can give that a watch. Mm. Well, yeah. spoiler free. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to read your review, um, but you liked it? Yeah, I loved it. Um, I like the stories where it tells Superman's sort of origin. But when I say orange, orange. <laughs> when I say origin, <laughs> um, I mean the sense of him turning into Superman. I mean, we've seen the destruction of Krypton and him being adopted by yeah. uh, John Kent loads of times. So I'm kind of, I don't really want to see that again. Yeah. We know what happened. Um, so I like it when they kind of skip past that and explore the rest of, of Superman. Oh, yeah. Clark Kent. Yeah, I, I really loved Martian Manhunter 
in it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, and speaking of Lois being horrible, she was kind of horrible in that movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's a good character, but it's poor Clark. Um, <laughs> yeah. But with with um, the people that voiced all the characters in that film, even the way sort of they look and obviously their, their voices from voicing the characters, they, I'd, I'd love to see them do sort of like a live action rendition of Superman at some point. Um, I think it's Alexandra Daddario. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if I said it right, but she, I think she's she's a great Lois Lane, and I think she she's got the look, and she's a good actress anyway. Um, so I think I think it will be interesting to see some of those. And um, Ryan Hurst is uh, Lobo. He was great. Ah. Yeah. How how, do you, how are you on Lobo anyway? I don't know how to feel about Lobo. I don't know too much about Lobo, to be honest. I think the only times I have know of him is in the odd comic or from Krypton, the series. Yeah. Um, or, obviously, this film, uh, Man of Tomorrow. But I kind of... He's very... He's kind of like one of those people that you find really annoying, but you kind of <laughs> laugh at them anyway. So he is really annoying um, with some of the stuff that he says. <laughs> sarcastic and cocky. Um, but I just... I don't know. I, I like him, um, and it's I know a good that he. Fight he scene. Yeah, yeah, really good fight scene. But I know he pops up in Superman comics quite a lot, so yeah, I'm looking forward to sort of getting to know him for, through that. I, I really like the parasite as well. Having the parasite as a villain is a nice change of pace from Lex and Zod. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, well, I guess Ray, when you finish that, maybe we'll do a review or something. Oh yeah, happy uh, to. Yeah, it'd be great. Because um, we we've been talking about it on this show, we've talked about it a lot. Because I've been very excited. Because uh, I like the animated movies, but I was I always felt that them not doing original stories hampered them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that this is like an original story and not an mm-hmm. adaptation, I was very excited. So, and I liked it. I didn't think it was the best thing ever, but I I did really yeah. enjoy it. So, and and I think it was the first. Isn't the first one, Connor, that was released like, since we actually started the podcast as well? So, like a Superman-centric one. So I was quite... Uh, I oh, no, actually, The Death and Death Rain. Death and Rain. Yeah, oh, that was still kind of early-ish on, I think. Yeah. An Apocalypse War. Oh, was that... Think... Uh, isn't that like a Justice League thing or... No. Superman... Superman... I, I would... If I was making like a Superman movie list, which I have, I've ranked them, I included Apocalypse War because he has a pretty big role. Oh, okay. In it, so. Okay. Cool. Um, I think... With with the DC animated films, like I said, this one was its own sort of story, which we, we didn't know yeah. what was going to happen. We've never seen it before. But I think with the other ones, people get so sort of irate because, especially Red Sun, I think they changed the ending or they mm. the characters had different roles in the film or yeah. weren't there at all. So, you know, you know what I mean. Mm. Um, so people will constantly or automatically say that they don't like it because it's not the same as their favorite comic so like yeah red's iconic um and because they changed it people weren't happy with it but then if you adapt it exactly the same as the book then i mean you you know what's going to happen and it kind of takes exactly i couldn't agree more yeah because you're just you're getting the same book but with worse artwork because the animation's cheap you know (laughs) so So you got to you got to give the audience something you know you got to give them something different yeah I will say, Ray and I had a huge argument about Red Sun. It was like <laughs> the climax of Man of Steel where Zod and Clark are fucking each other. Um, he nearly broke my neck. That was because... Um, oh, oh, yeah, we were arguing about Wonder Woman. That's right. But uh, I, I, 
I didn't like Red Sun, but not for those reasons. Yeah. Like, I... A hot, hot take, I guess. I never liked the ending in the comic. Mm. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. 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 Um, but, I've got a couple of quick-fire questions to you, Tasman, I guess, before... Unless, you know, if we're going to wrap up. But just, like... I don't know whether you call them hot takes, you know, or whatever. But, um, first off, uh, the upcoming... Is it called Clark and Lois or Lois and Clark with Tyler? Superman Hoops? and Lois. Superman and Lois. That series coming. Looking forward to it. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think because it's the CW Arrowverse, mm-hmm. I know it's not going to be fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, if, I mean I agree. I mean, yeah, yeah. If it's following what the other series have done, um, yeah, it it could be good. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I, I haven't. I feel like I haven't really seen those two as the characters enough to sort of have a, a judgment on their portrayal. Okay. Um, because obviously in in Supergirl, they're there as like I don't really know what you would call it to as like a background character. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. That's kind of what annoys me about Supergirl is the fact that they take all of the Superman stories and use them for her. Like you had Red Daughter. Did- Red Sun. Tasman, you've you. just you've just validated Connor like to no end now. <laughs> he's like well, he's high fiving or something. <laughs> you got for the girl who has everything. You're stealing all of his villains. Like Supergirl, she does have her own stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Like, um, but I feel like they do that because they know people are more familiar with the Superman stories mm. and characters. But um, so it kind of makes me think what what they're going to use for the Superman and Lois series because they've kind of used yeah, a ma- lot maybe supergirl stories <laughs> switch it around yeah. that's a good point because yeah. they've done for the girl as everything can they do for them because I'd, I'd love a live action for the man who has everything you know mm, yeah. and like i i'm not big on tyler hoachland as many oh, yeah. of my frustrated <laughs> listeners know because they they all love him um <laughs> but like you know i'm i'm definitely going to give him a chance in his own show yeah, because yeah. in Supergirl they always use Superman to like prop Supergirl up. Yeah, yeah. I'll always remember that scene where Superman and Supergirl are in the room. Yep. And the whole cast is around. They're like, Supergirl, you're our favorite Kryptonian. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's, Superman's just back. like next to her. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would he be thinking anyway? Um, okay, cool. Now that that's good. Uh, and also, just I guess. Tasman, just want to know, I'm ripping this off a Spider-Man podcast I listen to as well. So with your collection, what would the weirdest thing be? Or the most <laughs> obscure item, Superman merchandise or clothing or, or a, you know, book be? I don't know. There's a lot. I have yeah. a lot of uh, that's just random. I've got, like, <laughs> uh, kids' vests and stuff that are Superman that obviously I can't even wear. <laughs> that <are> just- <laughs> that's cool. Um. There's a... Salt and pepper shakers? Yeah, I have... Well, oh, I have okay. Fun... <laughs> Funko Pop and did a Superman and Wonder Woman one. Oh, um, nice. Pretty cool. Um, but I've got a... It's like a, I think it's a money box, but the way it's shaped it looks very rude, um, and it's just painted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. It's not a weird item, but it just looks a bit weird. So okay. whenever people see it, you have to kind of explain what it is. <laughs> not have what you, you think it is. Have you posted that? <laughs> before uh, no curious. but I guess I will at some point because it's in one of the boxes that I've got to sort out so yeah I guess just, I'll let you know when that when that when that is <laughs> I guess 
I do have own I do have um I have one thing you don't have and that's it. It's just one. No. Oh. But uh the you know that uh, that Superman really retro figure? Uh, I, I anyway, I have the Bizarro one as well, Ooh. and uh, they they use a. Have you seen Robot Chicken? They use a. They're the figures they use oh, for that show. Are they the, the figure toys company one? I think I, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I'm I'm like ninety percent positive. Um, yeah. but yeah, I've no way to put them, so they're just sitting around. <laughs> but how do you know Tasman doesn't have it though? Because you... I just I just watched the I watched the video and she's saying this is the only one I have. Oh, okay. Yes. And my petty, envious self was like, yes, one <laughs> yes, thing. <laughs> well, now I'm going to go buy it. So yeah, he can't it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, cool. Uh, did you have anything else, Ray? Or... Uh, no, uh, oh, it's just a small uh, one about Henry Cavill as well, I guess. But it's it's Love a it's a kind of a carrot question because I know they probably know the answer. Like, uh, are you are you keen for uh, Henry Cavill to... Um, return as Superman, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, like, an obvious <laughs> question for anyone, yeah. Because yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of, of Henry Cavill detractors. I know, Connor, are there people that... Oh, there's Phil. He doesn't like him as Superman. I think Phil yeah. hates him. Really? Um, not, not to put words in his mouth, but I saw wow. he posted something at one point, and he's like, as long as the next Superman isn't Henry Cavill, and then me and James got up him. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, my like him either, but that's because he's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of him, but I want, I want him to be like my friend, because <laughs> he always goes on about how he just spends his money on his friends, and I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He looks like a I good look... bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we could go on for longer, but Ray does have to go. Um, there's more questions, but it'll just lead to you know big tangents and stuff. So, thanks very much, Tasman, <laughs> oh. for coming on for this segment. Yeah, thank you so much. No worries. Uh, it was awesome talking to you, and uh, yeah, we hope to see you again sometime. That'd yes. be good. Um, yeah, definitely. Welcome on, on our show anytime as well. I mean, it, it's great to, to chat Superman with with like-minded, dedicated fans. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> and uh, maybe you can find Tasman on the Inspiring Kryptonian Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'll put links in the show notes as well. will be what a show notes this episode. Mm-hmm. Need a podcast talking about weird stuff? Well, then we've got just the thing for you. Into the Weird, a podcast chronicling the madness and magnificence of the mighty Marvel Bronze Age of comics, featuring the voice talents of Mr. Billy Delicious. Hola. Mr. Herman Hellstrom Lowe. Hey there. And straight from the long box of darkness, his infernal majesty Dormammu. How are you? And many more. But wait a minute. You might be thinking, aren't all comics infused with a grain of weirdness? I mean, Reed Richards can stretch every single part of his body, right? And why did Ultron design the vision with working genitalia? Well, you would be correct, but Into the Weird isn't just any regular comic book show, folks. We focus on the really bizarre. Here are a few examples. A sword 
Five Sorcery Barbarian grown spontaneously from a jar of peanut butter. A duck running for President of the United States. Benjamin Franklin playing Hide the Sausage with Doctor Strange's girlfriend, Clea. A giant-sized man-thing lamenting the death of a clown. A serial killer obsessed with killing only fools, dressed as cavalier with laser guns after witnessing a priest fornicating. And so much more. So if you like the wonderful weirdness of the Bronze Age from 1970 to 1985, and characters such as Ghost Rider, Morbius, The Defenders, Man-Thing, Son of Satan, Skull the Slayer, Kill Raven, Howard the Duck, and the weird granddaddy of them all, Dr. Stephen Strange, then this is the show for you. ITW's on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and TuneIn. Hit subscribe and join us for a comic-filled jaunt into the weird. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed those chats. Oh, we enjoyed them. What a ripper. What what great yeah. interviewers, Connor. <laughs> yeah. That was an interview anyway. It was just a chat. It was a... Yeah, it, it were just chats, but they were good chats. I mean, they were, they were sort of interviews. Because yeah, we I mean, were we... asking them questions. That's um, true. That's true. Some but very... like, you know, we yes, we didn't really want to do formal interviews. No, exactly. Um, no. And, you know, uh, Adam and Tasman are great sports for playing along with that as well, because we're both two Australians with very uh, strong personalities. So, you know, <laughs> like a, a stranger just comes in and we just start talking to them like we'd known them for years. So it's, uh, it's the you know. Aussie Kryptonian way. We try to make them feel at home by potentially asking them weird questions. So, there you go. Yeah. In your case, anyway. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, first off, no one got the prize for Can't for the sneak peeks for Ray's quote. <laughs> uh, he looks like an idiot. Yep. Uh, Ray Zold was actually talking about Mongol. Yes. <laughs> Mongol, the human uh, kumquat. <laughs> yes, because uh, as, as you guys heard, like Ray was talking about, you know, how he likes him, and at, at first appearance, like you know, Mongol does look like an idiot. He does, absolutely. He's a formidable foe. He is. Um, I guess that's the um, what is it? That's the irony, or that's the that's a thing with Mongol. Like you, you'd unassumingly think that he's just a, a bumbling oaf, but he's actually quite he's actually quite formidable. Yeah. I love his I love his first ever panel where his head just appears in Clark's apartment. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, <laughs> that was his first ever appearance, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. And he's like, "Hey, Superman, um, <laughs> crazy, get get your butt in space." Uh, uh, um, and you know, I I don't know about you, but I I want to cover the other Mongol stories and pre-crisis at some point. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. You know what was that like? Shattered Universe or something, one of them's called. That sounds awesome. Mm. So uh... he kind of fluctuates because we we did cover a few of his appearances. There was that one, uh, yeah, with the Green Lantern. Green Lantern, yeah, and his power levels. And then I mean, I read just separately. Um, it was like the last part, I think, of the the death or the reign of Superman, where he yeah he fights Hal. Um, yeah, so his power levels kind of really fluctuate. And it'd be interesting the pre crisis. If he's just to be fair, yeah. Hal's a badass. Like, but he, um, he is, yeah, yeah. But he, 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 um, he was struggling. He's fresh struggling. off the boat, Carl 
Yeah. Fresh off the boat, Kyle Rayner, though. Um, you know, beating oh, him up. I guess yeah, Superman yeah. was there, too. That issue was embarrassing. Like, that I think is... Mongol was awesome pre-Crisis. He took a hard hit uh, in post-Crisis. Like, he became subservient to Cyborg Superman, which is super lame. Oh. Uh, Mongol is nobody's servant. He shouldn't be anyone's servant. Um, and then we have... He's actually been pretty good in the recent Bendis run. Okay. Um... Oh, yeah, he Mongol has, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it turns out there's, like, a bunch of Mongols, and they're just killing each other all the time. A bunch of Mongols, jeez. <laughs> so Superman's face, what, like, 20 Mongols or something? I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Because you remember that when we were reading that uh, villain special, and it had Mongol killing... Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Of course. So this whole thing with, like, Mongols killing each other, um, uh... which I think is kind of funny, like... And and then they're all like, "Yes, now I will crush Superman." Yeah. Oh, it's it's the um it's the ultimate in like the Darwin Darwinism, isn't it? Like the survival of the fittest. Yeah. The the, the biggest, the baddest Mongol, kind of reign supreme. I'm not gonna lie. I need a Mongol miniseries. Oh yeah. Just give me a series about him like conquering. He just know? all I ask, and and this goes back to my original comment about him what he looks like he just needs some different headwear i think he just looks like a you know it's part of the charm though like a high school wrestler you know with that headgear just, <laughs> just ridiculous anyway yeah, but, yeah. like a, a cosmic high school wrestler <clears throat> yeah who's very yeah i mean i i get that it is part of his charm though mm. um and i think they usually draw him physically imposing and ruthless enough that you kind of forget that he looks stupid yeah, um, well, he is like a grapefruit. He is a grapefruit. Yeah, so, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even in color, he. But he, Ivan, Ivan Rice, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant uh, depiction. Yeah. And then the last issue, he didn't do the art, mm. which was like, but the art was still good. Curse of Mongol. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you finished that arc. I mean, no, spoiler: I Superman beats him. Um, but uh, you know, it's yeah. So anyway, Mongol chat. Yes. I always love it. You know, because need... Mongol's great because you know there's going to be a good punch-up if he's there. Yeah. Just just what you want sometimes. Have, right? I've so... probably asked this before as well, Connor. Has Mongol ever um, gone up against Dark Dark Side? Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, Mongol would get absolutely stomped, though, if he did. Oh, would he? Oh, okay, so Dark Side's, like, next next level. Oh, yeah, he's way next level. Oh, Mongol. okay. Um, well, that's a bugger. Yeah, anyway... I'll still be going for Team Mongol. I'd, I'd say Mongol's probably a better fighter than Darkseid. Yeah. But, you know, that's like saying Gangbuster is a better martial artist than Superman, you know? Oh, um, yeah, okay. If we all remember oh, Gangbuster. that's a very good yeah. analogy, jeez. Fair enough. Well, I was going to say Batman, but then it's like Batman, you know, he beats up everyone anyway, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> true. Um, yeah, so Mongol, bit of Mongol there. Mongol chats... To wet your yeah. palate, listeners. Mm. Um. Yeah, do love the old Mongol chat. Um, so we have, so we have, we have discussion points mm. that Ray and I are just going to talk about among ourselves and interact with some listener feedback as well. Sure. So, you know, because uh, as as people probably saw, we posted a discussion thread, and we've mm-hmm. covered some of these topics in uh, our interviews as well. Like, so yeah. You know, I'll get the... But stuff like, you know, dream crossovers, stuff like that. Um, so, I reckon... Yeah, let, let's start off 
with the Dream Superman crossovers. Ooh, this is a big, big chunky one. Is Mongol size? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mongol's very chunky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to do we want to do us first, or do we want to do the listeners and then us? Uh, let's do the listeners first then. Yeah. yeah. All right. So first, um, from David Finn over at the Swamp. Ironically, hate Swamp thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, dream crossovers. Hmm. I'd like to see Superman on a big Green Lantern core adventure. So he basically becomes a lantern, as has been teased in various issues such as Morrison's JLA. I would actually like to see Soups play a role in a Green Lantern movie or vice versa. I would also like to see a proper modern day retelling of Return to Krypton by anyone other than Bendy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, he's answering all of our questions actually. So the, that was areas you want to see explore that you haven't uh, being Superman stories. Now, oh. uh, we, re- we, re- we covered Return to Krypton, Ray. I think it's our only Silver Age installment, if you remember. Yeah. Um, um, he goes back to Krypton, falls in love, and then yes, everyone yes. dies. That was, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a... That was and, a like, uh, yeah, I agree, because that's a story that, like, the story itself is easily, like, a modern classic, you know? Like, mm. if you just updated the dialogue and art, you could you could remake it into a contemporary yes story quite easily i think um has there been i mean surely with the amount of of issues and appearances and, and stories of superman are there more than one instances where he does or is that the only one well there's no there's no remake of that story they, they don't really do anything like that story again yeah sure but um sure. but he does return well there's stuff like yeah i mean he uh, in my post-crisis reading, I, I haven't seen him physically return to Krypton. Oh, although he did a New 52, there was time travel shenanigans, but that was like okay. a race against time thing. Um, yeah. There's a big chunk I haven't read, like the, the 2000s is a big chunk I haven't read okay. much of, so right. he might have done it in that. Okay. But, uh, I mean, there's there's always stuff with Krypton. There's like New Krypton, mm, like, yeah, that's City what... Candle. They, they explore those themes all the time. Yeah, I mean, that was, um, truth be told as well, that was, um, I was thinking that as an area to be explored, but then I kind of veered away thinking, well, it's probably been well well trodden, um, well travelled. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, for sure, I'd love to see that as well. They haven't really done it lately. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and our other thing is feelings on a free domain Superman, good or Ooh. bad. His response to this is... Free Domain Soups is a fantasy the loyals will never allow. Much like their continued exploitation of creatives monetarily, there is too much money in the IPs for Warners or Disney to ever truly allow these characters to become public domain. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, the question was more like a hypothetical, I guess. You know, if we landed on yeah, yeah. Earth 3000 mm-hmm. and Superman went Free Domain because circumstances were different. But uh, no, thanks very much for the feedback. I, yeah, thanks, Dave. I agree with all of that pretty much. Um, Keep I'd love to. Keep on killing. Yeah, I'd love to see more of Superman and Green Lantern. As I've said before, actually, because uh, we did do that. Yeah, they're, they're uh, a couple of Green Lantern. Episodes. I mean, they they yeah, they make sense. I mean, we can go through ours um, soon, Connor. But uh, yeah. there, there's definitely a, a cosmic affinity with a lot of characters that would be fun to play with, like with Superman. Um, yeah. So yeah, Green Lantern, obviously. Um, would there be one in particular Green Lantern, Connor? For you, would it be Hal? Would it be, would it be John, Kyle? I, I like Kyle. I like. I mean, I would say Hal, but I like Kyle as well. Yeah, me you too. know. I mean, I, it wouldn't. It's not like if 
uh, I guess I don't really know who the new Green Lantern. I, I know who the new oh, female the, Green Lantern yes, is. Right. Uh, I don't know. She she had like a weird backstory. I don't really like it. I don't know who the new dude Green Lantern is, but um, you know, if it was like Hal or Kyle, I'd be pretty happy. If it was John, I'd be like, yeah, but you know, I wouldn't like complain. Yeah. Um, and a guy. Is he dead? Oh, guy. Oh no, he's not dead. Is he? Guy Gardner. Yeah. Isn't he a Red Lantern now? Unless I have no idea. Pretty sure he's a Red Lantern, unless they change that with New Fifty Two. Oh wow. Um, but I. Guy and Superman were on the same Justice League team, and I've been reading a bit of that, and Guy absolutely hates him. Oh, right, really? Um, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I- I'd love that. I Just big, epic, cosmic adventure with Superman oh, yeah. and Green Lantern Court. Movie? Absolutely, I'd love to see yeah. uh, those two interact in a movie. You know, as Green Lantern is one of my favourite uh, DC characters for sure, mm. so I'm totally down with that. Because you can also have, like, with the the Green Lantern Corps and stuff, you can have the, the most over-the-top, massive threat, mm. like, cosmic threat. You know, because that yeah. just goes with cosmic, you know, period. Uh, I think it, that's... The, I mean, they're the galaxy's peacekeepers, so... Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's just so fun, like, to do. It really does open yeah. the doors as to, you can know, have some super mega-powerful, you know, being or something mm. that they've never faced before, you know, because it, it's good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, DC, give us, like, a Green Lantern-based event. Enough of this Batman who laughs. Jesus, I'm sick of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, when will it end? <laughs> um, but uh, th- thanks, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Rebecca next. So I'll just go to Discord. And yes. Find it. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca will be joining us next episode, actually. Yes. Um, Oh, sorry. Um, let's see. I remember who I drink crossovers. I'm just getting the exact text. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, uh, Rebecca, it's more of like a, a, a little bit of a discourse we had on here, but I'll, I'll read it out anyway. So, um, her dream crossover, the first one, would be Superman and Apollo. Okay. And Apollo, I, I haven't read any of Apollo, um, but he is in the authority yep. and he's in the, like, he's visually different, but he's one of the Superman archetype characters. Yeah. And he's also uh, gay with Midnighter. And mm-hmm. I think Midnighter's the Batman. Yes. Yes. He's one, the one that. So I find, I find that quite amusing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a quite interesting one. Uh, he's got like some weird brain or something and he plans like 20 moves ahead and is uh very hard, yeah. is very hard to beat apparently yeah and there are a couple which is weird but interesting um and uh he kills people as well mm. so yeah in the next one which i really like is uh a superman spider-man crossover but with a journalism focus not superpowers Oh, so like that's a good idea. I, I, Clark I, Kent and Peter Parker. Yeah, I did think about um, good old Spidey as a Superman crossover, but um, mm. kind of veered away from it again because I was just trying to think of something like different that hadn't been done. Yeah, but that angle is pretty cool. Um, yeah, you could have. And they never do it, which is the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would be really cool. Um, can you imagine Perry White mm. and J. Jonah Jameson? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Perry would like Jonah very much. Oh, not at all. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, you know, be cool if, like, you know, Peter had to be Clark's photographer. Um, yes. And they're both, like, trying to hide their secret identities from each other. There's lots of fun. 
yeah. that could pop up there. Um, and plus, just like, in general, I want to see more journalism, more investigation stories with Clark Kent. And, investigation. You know, just the mental yeah. aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Investigation, that, that kind of thing. Similar to, like, I mean, not that I, I really read much, like, detective comics and stuff, but, like, the detective yeah. is really interesting. Like, those it's sorts a, of comic-based ones are... Yeah. yeah, it's just an overlooked aspect of the character that he's an investigative journalist, you know. Mm. Um, and like you know, Bender's briefly did that, which was good, yep. but um, and he kind of stopped. So, uh, but um, yeah, and and as for areas to explore, okay. she says maybe something like Heroes in Crisis was meant to be focusing on the mental challenges of superheroing, but well written. Uh, okay. Yeah, Heroes in Crisis wasn't great. Ah. Um, yeah, I think that could be good. Uh, I mean, obviously, like, um, you know, there's been a lot of Superman stories where he's kind of brooding over, you know, his role and what he's doing mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but I, I would like, I would definitely like to see more of that and maybe just more of the mental tax it has on Superman as well, yep. which again has been explored, but it hasn't really been explored recently that I can remember. Mm-hmm. I can't really remember if Bendis has done it because it's all like a, wave of Bendis um yeah but um yeah I, I was thinking again similar to Rebecca and yourself about this as you know about the areas that can be explored um more so to and maybe it's my Moon Knight leanings as well but more so um mm. a, a study on on the identities basically Superman and Clark Kent um Kal-El and Clark Kent and um, mm. maybe a crisis that they have between them, you know, some sort of, I'm sure a writer can come up with it, uh, and then kind of pitting them off against each other. I think that'll be pretty... Superman 3. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but no, no, I mean, like, uh, something a, a little, um, yeah, just done a little... Yeah, better. I'm always down for, you mm. know, identity thing. Although, as, like Adam said as well, it would be cool to see writers do, like, a... Like, he's not struggling, he's not just Clark, Superman, or Cal, he's all three. Mm. I think that would be cool as well. Um, and yeah, there's lots of stuff there. Yeah. Uh, that, you know. Um, I was going to say, Connor, and... as well, one of my favourite things that, that I don't think has done has been done before with Superman, the areas to be explored would be uh, for him to be to be evil, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and all the other superheroes kind of have to go up against him. I think that's like... I don't know about evil, but mind control. Mind control. Yeah, that's gold. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, I was talking to one of our listeners on Steam, and he's like... Because uh, he, he was asking about Superman Beyond, the right. comic book series, which is uh, Superman in the Batman Beyond universe. Okay. And I just remember Superman's appearance in the Batman Beyond universe is so disappointing because he's mind controlled by a starfish the whole time. Oh, that and big that's starfish! It. That's his only appearance. Uh, yeah, Starro, like a little one, is on his chest or something, and I'm just like, what a waste, uh, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, I haven't read those comics, but I do want to though. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and she also says some more low key adventures, just helping around in neighborhoods and stuff would be good. Okay. Uh, she says she likes domestic superhero stuff too. It just seems everything at the moment is so high peril. So trying to bring everything up to date or deal with lofty things. I just want something sweet, even if it's a small day in the life of. I like that we got some of that in Heroes and him hanging out with Jimmy and Jimmy Olsen. Um, yeah, I, I heard Jimmy Olsen was a great book uh, with Matt Fraction. Yeah. Sorry, was you know, the... Rebecca referring to it? She, we got that in Heroes? Was that... Oh, Heroes, the, that, that, um, 
that one the shot. Superman special, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think she's talking about Heroes in Crisis. So. No, no, uh, that the one like they had the villains release as well, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I complained one. about because yep. they didn't have enough villains. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean uh, that stuff's been explored heaps, but yep. uh, not really lately, has it? The it's domestic all been very stuff. like yeah. big scale. Yeah, like even in action comics right now, which is more the street level, you have the entire Superman family hunting down the mafia, um, mm. the Invisible Mafia, I should say. Which is you know it is the conclusion to the big arc, but mm-hmm. like action comics started off a bit more low key, you know, because we had the mysterious fires in metropolis oh yeah the arson stuff yep and then it just went like balls to the wall with leviathan and it never really slowed down yeah right um whereas like the superman title is also balls to the wall and hasn't really slowed down either so Mm. you know yeah um ironically yeah rebecca i highly recommend you check out the batman superman run currently it doesn't Ah, have the loki stuff but you know i get i keep recommending this book yeah yeah, and people aren't reading it. Stop it. Read it. <laughs> Everyone's complaining good. about how terrible DC is, and it's like, well, read this book, because it's a good book that they're yeah, putting it out. It needs support. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, if you want DC to change, guys, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta read their good stuff, you know? Mm. So, this is one of them. And I think you, uh, Rebecca, I think you'd really like the interactions between Batman and Superman in that book. It's very, you know, it harkens a lot more back to the old world's finest days mm. than the, yeah, I smash you, no, <laughs> deep lead, ah. so, um, and I've actually, uh, I guess you'll catch up at some point, Ray, because I'll make you and it's a great series, but, um, yeah, uh, what is this? The... I think Brainiac, Batman Superman. Okay. I think Brainiac is in the current one, Ooh, so there was just a... Two issue or three issue arc with Ultra Humanite, which is a giant gorilla with like a human brain, um, <laughs> and uh, now it's now I think it's Brainiac, and there's an annual that's come out as well. So, okay, uh, lots of fun no. that book. Nice, yeah, no good good recommendations. Um, oh, you yeah. just keep on telling me you're telling me about that gorilla. I'm just thinking of there's someone out there now. There's a there's a man with a gorilla brain. Walking around, surely there would have been a swap done. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, well, Adam loves his gorillas. Was oh, really Kong gorilla. He's like yeah. anything with apes is the best. Oh. He says. Um, <laughs> but uh, Ultra Humanite, fun fact, was Superman's first ever supervillain. Oh. Um, but at the time, he was just a mad scientist in a wheelchair who was bald. Oh. Um, and then Lex Luthor came in, and Lex Luthor had hair, and the legend is. That someone got them mixed up and drew ah. Lex Luthor bald, and that's how the iconic Lex Luthor was born. The old... An ultra humanite kind of faded into obscurity. Cue ball, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. And on Steam, mm-hmm. one of our dear listeners uh, also left feedback. Um. So, uh, is this um, attractive lesbian again? <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm. It's anonymous. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm using the anonymous anonymous stamp. Right. Um. So, there. I just typed you the answer in Skype. Ah, oh, <laughs> excellent. 
Um, I only prove so, to this, listeners, you do not have yeah, authority. You do not get a peek behind the curtain. Yes. Um, so, he's... St- I don't think that's feedback. So, uh, let's see. Um, right. So, oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so mm-hmm. he says, him interacting with historical figures would be cool. Presidents and stuff, or any kind of great thinkers or rulers from history. Um, agreed. I'd like that. It'd be more like, you know, the 50s and stuff where he's going back in time and meeting all these famous oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be good. See him meet Attila the Hun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe not Attila the Hun, but you know. Um, yeah, I really like that. Like, historical... I was thinking more mythological figures, you know, like, he should start meeting, like, Hercules and stuff again. Oh, well, you've touched upon one of my drone crossovers, but yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into yours then later. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Uh, his historical figures, I think, yeah. would be cool. That'd be cool. You know, not, not something like Abe Lincoln, because I'm sure you know, that'd be predictable. But um, Abe Lincoln, um, Napoleon, Vampire Hunter, uh, Einstein. <laughs> I'm thinking of Bill and Ted's. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but there are um, plenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think it'd be just like a fun series. Like we need more fun series. Do a series where Superman's just going back in time and meeting. Like there's this miniseries in the 90s it wasn't amazing but it was called time and time again sorry it wasn't mm-hmm. a miniseries it was a story arc yeah and superman went back in time to world war Two. he went back in time to the depression era oh. so it kind of showcased modern superman in those things and it was cool because he was using the name samson as an alias at the oh, cool. circus or whatever yeah um and uh you know then it would have him go to the future then it had him with dinosaurs once oh which is awesome fun so you know they could do that's awesome what about their whole Stop. like butterfly effect and stuff? What? Is it? Oh, who cares? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whenever you're doing time travel, sometimes it's just like maybe it's just better to you know yes. just have fun. Yeah, true. Um, true. I mean, he even went. He was at Camelot at one point. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. In that crossover as well. Well, uh, I mean, you know the way that I, I guess Marvel got around with it, around it with Mark Grunwald in. The Quasar run is that, you know, Uatu the mm-hmm. Watcher would be watching this and, and things would diverge and all it would do is actually just create another, like, um, timeline, another, uh, another yeah. multiversity. So it's it's fine. So that way you get to preserve, you know, the, the reality as we know what, I think that's what Doomsday Clock did recently. But from oh, what okay. I understand, every divergence in Superman's origin or every time it changed created a new universe. Um, oh wow! Okay, is how I understand it. I haven't read that's... it, but that's the vibe I got. I could be wrong, but I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that is essentially is is it as well, isn't it? I mean, like you create yeah. a new yeah multi like a timeline. So that's that's got to be a reality, hence another universe. Yeah. Yeah, and it also makes like everything canon, which I'm kind of a fan of yeah. too. <laughs> um, because you know, canon is just like. This stuff counts. That stuff you like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't like that sort of stuff. Um, but, uh, and then he says, as far as comic book team-ups go, those who are more attuned with magic or operate behind the scenes, like Phantom Stranger or Dead Man. Oh, yeah. Preaching to the choir there. You know, I'd, I'd always be down for that. Phantom Stranger and Superman team-ups are always good. Yeah, I'm not sold on um, Phantom Stranger yet. I don't know what he... I mean, I've come across him in the stories... I'm just not like nobody he, knows. He just doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have that bang to him. 
that I'm looking for. He just kind of wanders around. Like, um, yeah, but you so know. I, that's honestly, I prefer him in team ups than solo. Yeah, okay, so he probably works um, so better read... as, as that. Yeah, I can't see. Yeah, him. I read some of his Len Wayne Phantom Stranger. I wasn't super enthralled. Yeah, uh, but his team ups with Superman and other things, or when he's like having a betting match with Darkseid, like that, that okay. stuff, I was really into that. Um, yeah. And, uh. Yeah, Dead Man would be good. Yeah, because Dead Man's really funny. Y- yeah, In you fact, have that comedic I... element, yeah. Ironically, I was just going through, because Adam mentioned, I was just going through Len Wayne's DC Comics Presents issues, mm-hmm. and there is a, uh, Len Wayne one, which is Superman and Dead Man. Okay. And, like, the cover's funny because it has Dead Man going, I thought being Superman would be fun, but now I've destroyed the world or something, and Did... Superman looks like he's going crazy. Hang on, so... didn't we cover a Superman, Dead Man, um, Oh no! Sorry, it was I in Kingdom that. Come. No, no, I got that wrong. It was uh, it was Batman and Dead Man. It was yeah, that was something else. Right. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Dead Man's yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he was in Kingdom Come and he was in um a little bit, a little bit of the Nail, right? Oh, that's it? right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah the pretty much cameo really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, why don't we move on to us then? Yeah. So, it sounds like you have, you're percolating with ideas for oh, Dream I've, Superman crossovers, so. I've got a lot here, but I'll, uh, I'll stick with. Oh, give it. Yeah? Okay. Um. Yeah, no, do it all. It's... Okay, so, uh, I've tried to be kind of varied here. Um, so the first one, uh, I like that, um, comment about the magic. So I had him, uh, teaming up with Doctor Strange. I thought that would be pretty cool. Ooh. From Marvel. Um, yeah. Only because. He's the epitome of, I guess, magic and sorcery in the Marvel Universe. Um, so that would be just... Hoary an... host of Hogoth. Yeah, Hoary, the Hoary host. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so Doctor Strange would be pretty cool. Um, my... Okay, I've got a few big ones here. Uh, we mentioned Hercules. Um, I, I reckon the Hercules again from the Marvel, but not necessarily from the Marvel mm. Universe, then, just Hercules in general. I think that would be good because he... I'm sure there's a lot to explore there, kind of with um, you know the twelve labors and uh, this whole yeah. thing about the, the the hero's journey, that sort of thing. Um, also, be being really like cool. half divine, half yes, human. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but there's a little bit of me also wanting him to be um, the the type as depicted in the Bob Layton, the the early '80s Hercules run, um, which was a, a little bit more co- uh, comedic. Uh, and it was very cosmic as well. So it was Hercules okay. um, traipsing around on um, Apollo's chariot in space with the, um, uh, I think they're goats as well. Uh, I can't remember, but... <laughs> Hercules sounds like something I've got to get into, honestly. Yeah, um. but yeah, just a lot of drinking. Uh, he goes around uh, with this um, figure called the Recorder. Uh, it's a Rigelian android who records his adventures, <laughs> but I love him to bump into Superman uh, in that kind mm. of iteration. Um, also, a couple of obscure ones here: um, Exo Man of War again, again cosmic tinted. I don't know if you know much about Exo Man of War, Connor. Uh, I I I know the name, and I've definitely read. Yeah, uh, I'm just. I gotta. Yeah, he's from Valiant Comics. Um, the best yeah. way to, to describe him, I reckon, is. It's like if you take Conan the Barbarian and you put him in like a tech suit, like Iron Man, but that <laughs> but that tech suit is symbiotic, uh, is a symbiote. 
so kind of like Venom as well. Uh, you kind of get the idea of um, of, of Arik, um, the Exo Man of War, uh, kick-ass fighter, does not quit, um, very barbaric, uh, but he's also a man out of time, uh, and he also goes around space, and he's got an ultra-powerful suit. I reckon he and Superman would have plenty of adventures out in deep space mm. there somewhere. Um, I'm, I'm looking at uh, pictures of him. He looks really awesome. Yeah, he's he's got a really cool, awesome suit. He was, um, yeah, and that's all kind of like liquidy, and it kind of it usually uh, comes in like a like a floating ball next to him, and it kind of stays right. close to to Arik, and it's got some mental connection with him, telepathic connection. Um, it's a very like sophisticated uh, bit of weaponry. Apparently, um, it's similar in the sense of Thor's hammer. Um, other aliens before they they got this like, blob, and uh, they tried to wear it, and only someone worthy to wear it would actually wear it. Whereas anyone who put tried to put it on, and they weren't worthy, they would basically die. <laughs> so so yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like, how does it decide you're worthy? Just your capacity for violence, or um, I th- I think it's like the the good heart as well. Like just um okay yeah so yeah more more so than just being like you know um very good at fighting i think i think it's more of like just a genuine you know the kind of trope just a, a good soul i guess so right um, yeah yeah uh so your exo manual would be really cool um the the big one i think for me though uh and i've pulled up the uh, i had pulled up the wiki of it was um there used to be a valiant character he's called solar the Man of the Atom. I don't know if you heard of him, Connor. Um, it's uh, Phil Seleski. Uh, he was a scientist. Uh, and basically, he's really u- ultra-powered <laughs> as well. I picked. I loved his uh, his Valiant run. He then went on to go to Darkhawk, I think. Um, and then he had a series in Dynamite um, comics uh, because Valiant kind of lost his, his rights or they didn't... Um, right. Yeah, but anyway, his abilities are super genius level intelligence. So you're talking Lex Luthor there. Um, since he had the accident, he had this kind of accident that changed his body. Um, so his body is basically pure energy, energy mani- manipulation. He can also generate, absorb, convert energy. Uh, he has atomic and subatomic manipulation, invulnerable. He's immortal. He can fly, teleport, and he's got superhuman strength. I love like how just he's immortal. It's like just in the middle casually yeah, there. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a little, a little. Um, I think that's a little wrong because I know his big weakness is um, he's kind of like a battery, so he absorbs a lot of right. energy. Uh, so he's kind of like a what the Green Lantern ring or something. I don't know, but he absorbs a lot of energy. But if he expends a lot of it, he comes quite. He becomes quite vulnerable. So I think he can be kind of beaten then but anyway that's i thought he was a big hitter um yeah he's uh he's pretty cool uh very simple suit just a red suit with a like a nuclear sign on his chest yeah um and a visor it's a bit like cyclops a bit like cyclops yeah but he's um he's pretty cool so yeah so uh, i mean he's i'll stop old there, too though. sorry he... 1962 yeah so he's an old one as well yeah. yeah, I've I've never heard of this guy. So, ah, uh, well, yeah, he's valiant. that is interesting. Yeah, his valiant run was really good. Um, Jim Shooter, I think, um, at least was the editor, or he wrote some of it. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Um, 
But yeah, awesome. something. How about you? How about you, Connor? Um, well, I guess the two big ones. Uh, so uh, as I've as I said with Adam, uh, Constantine. Yeah. Is my big one. Yep. Yep. Um, they haven't really just the two of them. They've only had like one story. I would like to see more. Just two of them. Um, because as I said, they're really good opposites. You know, the mm-hmm. ultimate pessimist and the ultimate optimist, but they've both experienced like the worst the universe has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zatanna as well. In fact, all three of them could probably cross over because her and Zatanna and Constantine are together a lot. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I just think she has a cool power set. And, I'm uh, quite intrigued by her. Like she's come up every now and again, and I know that you kind of rate her. So she's like, is she like the Doctor Strange of the DC? No, no, oh. no. That's Doctor Fate. Oh. Um, no, she's just, she's kind of like, she's just a sort of magician. Okay. Um, but she has like actual magic and she speaks backwards. Oh, all the time? And oh. casts a spell. No, she speaks backwards when she's casting oh, a spell. okay. Right. So it can be a bit head-wrecking sometimes reading if you want to read what she's casting. Yeah, right. But I've, I guess it's, she's one of those characters, I haven't really read any of her solo stuff, but I've always enjoyed her when she's popped up. Okay. Um, she was in Smallville as well. Oh wow! Uh, she got everyone really drunk, which is sort of funny. Um, Did she look and accurate? Uh, was she accurate? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, whenever she's teamed up with Superman, it's always been really good uh, dynamic. Yeah. And so I think her and Superman, Superman, Constantine, or all three of them, I'd really like to see more cool. Swamp Thing. I'd oh, like to yeah. see more of. Yeah. Um, they've teamed up a bit though. Uh, New Fifty Two Superman was actually quite chummy with Swamp Thing. Okay. Um, so you know they'd show up at each other's books now and then, just you know being friendly to each other, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I guess those are my big DC crossovers. Cross Company, like I, I really like that idea of the Peter Parker and you know, the journalism yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Hellboy. Hellboy. Absolutely, would be cool. Hellboy is like a dream. Yeah. Um, Daredevil. What do you think? It's I mean, a bit hard to that would, get that in. Yeah. It's not on my list, but I think it would be interesting. Mm. I think you you need a good writer to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because as Bendis has said, there's parallels between the characters, but they're very different um, levels. So I think you'd yeah. it'd require a bit of skill, but you could make it work. I yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It is a bit hard. Like The, the ones that like I've been choosing as well, um, and it seems to an extent the ones that you've been choosing as well have, um, have kind of at least been up there because it's hard to it's hard to imagine like a really like say someone that hasn't got any powers um, to team yeah. up with Superman but I mean it's it's certainly possible I mean there's no reason why mm. it's not like they're pitted against each other yeah, there's no reason why you can have someone uh, like I don't know the Punisher <laughs> you know someone that's human <laughs> yeah the pun- yeah with Superman but um, I'm assuming oh, yeah. their moral codes will clash. But... Oh, yeah. I, so Punisher Superman would be hard to yeah. do. But that is that is doable, I think, though. Yeah, I think so. Because um, they did Punisher and Spider-Man. And the Punisher's out of Spider-Man's... Like, uh, Spider-Man is out of the Punisher's League. Yeah. Know? I, I, know, I know the Punisher's been shown to fight Spider-Man. So I'm like, come on, Spider-Man could easily take out the Punisher. Um, Absolutely. Oh, and, geez. Uh, I mean, he took down a tri sentinel. I mean, he had a <laughs> he had cosmic powers, but still, um, he's, he's taken down I mean, the sinners of six six super powered beings. He can, yeah, he can take down one guy. He's smart. Yeah, and he fights a lot of monsters. So, yeah. but um, yeah, because like the the essential Punisher volume one. So like most of Punisher's first appearances that weren't solo were with Spider Man. Mm. 
and I think you could have a similar kind of dynamic with Superman, maybe. Yep. Um, they, they would not get along, and there would be no, like, neither of them would learn any lesson from each other. No. Um, but, um, yep. so I think with Daredevil it could work. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, as for mine, though, I pretty much, like, because I, I think everyone else's suggestion sounds really cool. Mm. Um, you know, I guess I would, I would like to see more of these team ups and less like, you know, Superman, Batman team ups and stuff. Well, while they're good, like I've just mm. seen it before. Well, that's you know, become would... like Batman Superman has become like a thing, hasn't it? As well, I mean, they've released omnibuses and hardcovers of Batman Superman. Yeah, I think so it's it's like oh, a, definitely a a title in itself. But if they do like a special guest star or something, you know, make it. Make it some more obscure characters. Well, just know. or just do something like, um, um, like Marvel Team Up, or you know DC Team Up, or Superman Team Up. Yeah, the DC Comics presents that Superman yeah. Team Up run. I'd absolutely love yeah. one of those again. Just it gives so um, much scope as to actually try things out, and you don't have to be beholden to to stick with it. You know, you can have like a three arc and then move on to another character. Be, yeah. I guess. For whatever reason, though, those books don't tend to I sell know, very yeah, well. I know, and and, and which lot, I don't understand. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of work to it as well. Um, mm. Just uh, spoke to a bit of a name drop here to Terry Kavanagh, who um, oh, edited. Right. Yeah, he edited over a hundred and twenty Marvel Comics Presents uh, issues, uh, and so they were anthologies. You know, all these different stories, but the logistics of using all these different characters and then trying to coordinate it with the regular editors of those titles of the characters it, it yeah it was it sounded mm. like a lot of hard work yeah 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 it's it's a shame because like we're, we're really a lot of our titles are really just they're kind of basic right now mm. like you know, you look at the DC tiles, you have, like, your Superman, your Batman, your Wonder Woman, you know, Aquaman, all that stuff. And then you have, like, your Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn. Yeah. And, I mean, that there's some other tiles, like the Black Label's doing some experimentation stuff. But even then, the Black Label is too much, like, Batman and yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman and Harley and stuff. And it's not enough, you know, like that, uh, The Last God or whatever. I didn't keep reading that, because I feel like it'd be better in a trade, but, um... I like that experimentation, different genre and stuff, okay. so... Yeah, yeah. You know, um... Yeah, but, uh, no, I, I really liked all those suggestions. I mean, I... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're all really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stuff I didn't think of either um, mm. that I'd love to see, you know, and obviously... Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, like... Yeah. Uh, as, as well, um, similar, like, um, Constantine would be, would be awesome. Like, again, I haven't read much mm. of his stuff, but... Um, I like the concept of the character. Um, yeah. Little bits I've seen of him in the CW and the Keanu Reeves movie. Um, it's pretty cool. Like, he dips into a, a, a nice realm there that I yeah. think um, would really, I guess, augment a lot of a, a Superman story, I guess so. Oh, totally. Yeah. They they play off each other really well. Mm. Um and actually, I guess another one, which again is magic based, but Etrigan the Demon. Oh, yeah. Those those crossovers are always fun with Superman. Yeah, um, I was thinking of that when you were mentioning that Katana, uh, Zatanna, not Katana, Zatanna mm. was uh, <laughs> reciting backwards because Etrigan does rhymes, right? So yeah, he yeah. does rhymes, yeah. which is fun. Yeah. Um, and actually, Raven from Teen Titans, Superman had a really good dynamic with her in Justice League Apocalypse okay. War because that was that was a dynamic I never even thought of before. Yeah. 
Um, but they, they played each other with each other really well because Raven has this, you know, yeah. like demon lord living inside her and stuff. So that was really interesting. So I guess that'd be cool as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mostly Constantine and, yeah. uh, Starter and old, old Swampy as well. Um, and you know, again, I love like, you know, Hercules, Green Lantern, mm. like Spider-Man, all that stuff sounds great. So yeah. I'm game, you know, give me all of it. <laughs> do it. Do it, DC or whatever, whoever. So. Next, actually, I, I added in a quick one here. Is there any villain yeah. from anything you'd like to see Superman go up against? Yeah, I've got a few here. Um, again, just try to get a uh, a bit of a, a nice little kind of a, array. Um, so the first one, again, from Valiant Comics, because I'm a, a big Valiant Comics fan, uh, Toyo Harada. So he's a, the big bad of um, the titles, the Harbingers, um, and they are Psyots, i.e. mutants, if anything, you can kind of equate him to to Magneto, but um, a lot more powerful, and I, oh. I think done a lot better. Um, he's uh, he really yeah, he really does tread the fine line of you can tell really what he believes in, but he's a- absolutely ruthless and brutal with what he does. Um, he he's I mean I, I can't say whether or not he can match Superman power wise, but he's pretty. Seemingly pretty invincible in uh, in Valiant Comics. He's basically the highest level um, mental, not just telepath, but you know he he's got mental manipulation down to a T. Um, wow. So telekinesis, telepathy, all all the sorts of telly stuff he can do. There's only there's only <laughs> two, isn't there? But uh, yeah, so he actually um, yeah, so he slowed down his aging as well. Um, but he's he's also kind of smart. He, he's a businessman. Um, but yeah, very, very cunning, very lethal. Um, the other one I thought from Marvel, Dr. Doom would be pretty cool just cause he's a classic choice. A yeah. Classic. Yeah. Just a classic villain. And he's similar. Like he, he has proven to go up against heavy, heavy hitters like Galactus yeah. and even the Beyonders and he's won. So, uh, this <laughs> is just, you know, someone that actually marries, uh, technology and magic as well. Mm. Um, which makes yeah. him very formidable. Uh, and the last one I had was, um, uh, happy Null, but more like the Clintar symbiotes. I reckon um, Superman finding himself on the planet where the Clintars are from, i.e. the, the Venom That'd suit, be cool. the Carnage suits. Yeah, and then yeah. maybe them infecting him uh, and just seeing what, Ooh. you know, kind of what happens. What a Superman symbiote would be like. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really cool choices. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, honestly, I, I can't really see like how Superman would beat Doom, <laughs> which is which is crazy because it's Superman. But it like, is ha- as you said, Doom is like uh, he's married sorcery and technology, and he's got you know yeah. crazy. Uh, I think you know Superman. The only way Superman could beat Doom, I think, is that it had to have like a real man-to-man fight. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, at the end of the day, it might even be a Doombot as well. You, you just never know. Like, that's yeah. an easy, easy escape. That's true. It's like, yeah. you have the six-issue arc, then, oh, jeez, it's just a bloody Doombot. <laughs> oh, it was just a Doombot, yeah. yeah. I don't... I think, um... I think Doom's in the second Superman Spider-Man crossover, oh, but I'm really? sure it's not any good. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, obviously, listeners, we all check those out at some point, mm. but, um... 
We're just so busy. So yeah, oh, there's plenty. There's so much to cover. But yeah, for sure. I mean, when we get the hankering for another team up, we might dip dip our toes into that. Although mm. you did mention previous episode about the Superman aliens. That looks it sounds really yeah, the, good. I loved yeah. both of the Superman alien crossovers. I was yeah. thoroughly impressed. Um, yeah, again, I was because I was shilling that Dark Horse Superman book. Mm-hmm. Actually, I will on an annoying note. I will say because I know there was Superman versus the Predator, mm-hmm. and which I don't understand how that is a fight, but anyway, <laughs> um, and uh, Superman versus uh, the Terminator. Yeah, that's a, that and would the, be cool. The, yeah. the Predator was three issues, the Terminator was two issues, and um, they're collected in the Justice League Dark Horse collection. And I'm just like, hold oh. on. I got, why aren't they in the Superman Dark Horse collection? Because they're both the same series. They're the same printings and stuff. Mm-hmm. The same line of books. But for some reason, those Superman stories are shoved into the Justice League one. Maybe to fill out the Justice League book. But still, mm. it's like, why not put all of Superman stuff in the Superman one? Mm. Why not? You know? Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. It's pretty annoying. Because yeah. um, like, now, uh, I now kind of want to pick up that Justice League Dark Horse book for those stories. Um, mm. which I think make up a decent chunk of the book, maybe like half or something, but like, okay. it's just annoying. Yeah. Um, no, no, because you know, the... like you wouldn't, you wouldn't otherwise have collected the rest of them if they weren't tagged onto or part of this collection yeah. that you have the Superman in. I mean, I would have gotten the Superman Dark Horse book anyway, but yeah. still it's like, just put it all in the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cause that's the other thing I was looking at the Elseworlds cause I recently got Elseworlds Superman volume one. Mm-hmm. And there's an Elseworlds Superman collected in the Justice League Elseworlds Volume Two, mm. uh, but that I can kind of understand because that Superman Elseworlds is part of a thematic trilogy. Okay. Because uh, because it's Superman Metropolis, you know, like the the German expressionist movie. Ah, oh, um, okay, yes, you're right. Back in the twenties. <laughs> yep. And it's and then you have Batman Nosferatu, which is also German expressionist, okay. and you have Wonder Woman Blue Amazon, which so it's like a German expressionist trilogy. Blue Amazon, oh, Blue Amazon, which I've never heard of. I've, um, heard, of I've heard of Nosferatu and Metropolis, obviously, but um, yes. yeah. in fact, a listener read Superman Metropolis, and he's also seen the movie, and he said it was good. So ah. good to know because I've been planning to read it for some time. Cool, um, and watch the movie. I really want to see the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, anyway, super villains. So that was all your villains, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah, yeah. What what are yours? Galactus. Yeah, I was thinking that. That, was, that would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. You know, what I'm really disappointed, though, in, in with Galactus, because he's such a... Because um, a... he looks like an idiot. <laughs> he does a little. Um, <laughs> this big hat. The no. big hat with the pointless, pointy bits. Um, is that he's so powerful, but he, because he's so powerful, a lot of the depictions that he has has him coming undone. You know, because it's kind of like, oh, this would be cool to see right. because he's so powerful. Whatever, whoever the protagonist is taking them down, that shows how awesome they are because they can take uh, Galactus. I want to yeah. see more of Galactus's awesome powers. Like, um, mm. I think uh, I did read one. I'm just, um, I, I was, uh, I think it was uh, he went up against Thor in one of the earlier. Like, I'm talking back in the the uh, the Stanley. Kirby days, um, yeah, and that was great. I think you saw that the full um, kind of extent of what he could do, and he, you know, 
he took Thor to town, um, basically. Um, but yeah, you need more wow. of that. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I can see, I love yeah, see him, Superman. Yeah, I've seen Galactus show up twice recently. And he's been like pretty much dead both yeah, times. Yeah, see, I mean, it's um, it's like use him to. Sh- yeah, I'd like to see him actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, he's 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 used to prop up the other person. Yes. Um, what would you say? But, jo- uh, jobbing. <laughs> Is he job- jobbing? Yes, jobbing. I love that term because <laughs> it's. Very prominent for Superman. <laughs> well, actually, not not so much. It's very prominent for Iron Fist. Iron Fist is oh, yeah. like a king of jobbing sometimes because <laughs> they always use him to set up other characters. Yeah. Like, if he can, they beat Iron yeah. Fist, the martial arts master. Exactly. You know? exactly. Actually, Moon Knight did it to him recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Moon Knight was buffed at least. Well, yeah, yes. he had a bit of help from one a in a million years. Moon, yeah. but it was still like Iron Fist shows up and gets beaten up. Like, yeah, oh, <laughs> I yeah, it's, um, it's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, another one, I'd like to see Superman tangle with Lovecraft, like just general Lovecraft. Oh, nice. I've read a lot of... Nice. I've read a big chunk of Lovecraft, actually. Yeah. Um, and i really like to see him go up against Nihilothotep. Okay. Wow. This sort of primordial, malicious being of chaos, this god. Wow. Uh, Cthulhu's too much of an obvious choice. Yeah. Plus, Cthulhu's kind of like not even really that physical. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just Superman go up against these horrific entities that, that are cool. the... Ant- antithesis of hope yeah you know that they exist to show the insignificance of humanity and that we're a speck in the universe and having superman go up against that uh i think could be really cool because yeah. again it's just two opposites and it's also just like a fanboy merging of two of my favorite yeah. properties oh, you know so yeah. and plus hellboy goes up against them all the time so i think oh does he all right pr- pr- possibly like a hellboy superman team up against these entities oh. could work you know maybe so, um, That'd be pretty cool. That's like, that's probably my number one, actually. That is a good one. That is a good choice. That's something I've always wanted. I've always said if I ever wrote Superman, I'd do a cosmic horror story. Because yeah. those are sort of kind of, I've, yeah, sorry. That's, I feel like that story is where Superman would shine the brightest, but I'd yeah. also love to just tell like a really, you know, story full of despair and stuff, yeah. but, uh, yeah. overcoming that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and those sorts so, of yeah. villains that are kind of really ambiguous like mm. um they're the, i reckon they're the best ones as well because because like again superman um he you know he's quite strong um so um to go up against bit, that yeah. which it's not like a linear <laughs> yeah. comparison uh yeah, no. is really cool well they 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 definitely be more powerful yeah um it would be really a big, big test of his mental fortitude i mm. think um so it's just something i would absolutely love to explore cool. and like i would legitimately like to write Superman and do that. Um, that would be my choice. So, nice. yeah, I guess th- those are my big uh, that that much more than Galactus because I've turned off Galactus a bit now that you mentioned he does job all the time. Yeah. So, but I mean, if, um, but if you imagine a Galactus that doesn't job, I mean that that yeah. would be an awesome confrontation. It would. I mean, I guess I know in that uh, Logan Jergens that uh, Fantastic Four Superman crossover. Superman's like a herald of Galactus or something. So, oh wow, that's cool. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but yeah. that could be interesting. Yeah, that would be. Um, it's a nice premise. But I guess those, those are my dream villains that he go up against. They're pretty good. I, I think um, we're coming up with some really nice ones here. Um, it just kind yeah, of DC. Listen, oh, yeah, <laughs> jeez, it's like a wealth of stories to be told. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of areas you want to see explored that you feel haven't been Superman stories, we've touched on this a bit already. We did. But, um, did you have any, yeah. any more? Um, yeah, so apart from that, the, the one, the identities one, which I think is pretty, pretty cool, uh, we, you've actually touched upon it with your, your villains and stuff. Um, I, mm. I really like, and again, look, as a disclaimer, so many Superman comics, it's probably been done, so it's hard for me to think of what hasn't yeah, been. Yeah, big disclaimer from both yeah. of us. We probably... Yeah. I think... I think I said to Rick, probably at least everything has been done. Yeah. It probably just hasn't been done well. Yeah. Or as um, you say, it's been a while since it's been done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess we're talking about something you want done well yeah. and now, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So I had the tinge of more of like a, like a horror um, kind of theme Ooh. for Superman, like a story for Superman. Um, so strip away, like really kind of doesn't have to be, um, cerebral or anything like that, but like just just put him in in a different environment where it's more yeah more horror and yeah. supernatural doesn't have to be magical, but uh, I think that would be um, really cool. And and you you spoke about Lovecraft and and even the likes of uh, Constantine stuff like that, so um, mm. it would be interesting. I agree totally. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> oh, give me any horror, gothic horror, whatever, because mm. um, you know. As I said, some of my favourite Superman stories are when he's out of... Like, he's a fish out of water. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I reckon that'll be... I mean, I can't think of any examples offhand, but I'm just thinking... Can you imagine, like, it's... And and just the weirdness of having Superman within a an environment where he's, he feels and, and, and looks so vulnerable, just because it's yeah. so horror-filled. Horror I don't know, not necessarily, mm. like, physical harm, but, um, yeah... Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, um, Batman, Superman versus vampires and werewolves. Which yeah. <laughs> is supposed to be awful by all accounts, I've heard. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, the other only little... Something that you sorry? think you couldn't mess up. Sorry. Yeah, I was, no. It's just like, how do you mess that up? Um, <laughs> exactly. I mean, horror's been done for, for such a long time as well, and uh, especially those classic characters, but yeah. Yeah. This is the first for everything. Um, mm. the other small one I had, and I tagged it on only because I had the Submariner as one of the allies before, which I've, I've kind of stricken off the list anyway, just some under, underwater adventures. I know we did the, um, Superman year one. It was him showing yeah. underwater with the mermaids and stuff. That was cool. A- again, yeah. that's funnily a weird term, but a fish out of water thing for Superman <laughs> being underwater. Yeah. Uh, but it's not as appealing as, as like a horror tinge one for me. Mm. Mm. But how about, yeah, yeah, fair enough. How about your? How about yours? Um, well, again, uh, the horror and cosmic horror aspect are my biggest ones. Mm. Um, like which I guess ties into my villain, but like they they really are my biggest ones. You know, like that would be my answer. Yeah. Um, but there's there's always stuff. The the other big one is. You know, as as Adam has said, and other people like you know Superman as an investigative reporter, yeah, using his mind and investigation skills. Mm. Yeah, he's not as good a detective as Batman, but it doesn't mean you can't write stories about him. Yeah, you know, doing that stuff. Um, so I think that'd be really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's some stuff that I really want, but they explored that in the New Fifty Two, so that was pretty recent. So I don't know if that would count. Um, so yeah, and I just I want 
Actually, yeah. Yeah, no, that that's probably me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, as I said, there's... I would like... Sorry, I'll just finish my yeah, thought. Sure. Actually, no, you go first. I know, I was just saying that, like, it, it is hard to think of one, I mean, because A, you know, what hasn't been done already, i.e. nothing, it's all been done. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, so that really makes it hard to kind of think of something different. Yeah. There is, yeah. Um, I guess this this is a controversial take, but um, like I'm not saying kill them off or anything, but I would like oh. to see Superman, you know, on his own more as opposed to always with Lois or oh, John or something. Okay. Like because I like I like or the Kents even like I like when Superman has to depend on himself for yeah. you know well, you can do, his confidence. You can do and that, assuring it? himself. Is that what? Yeah, you can do that without killing them off or anything. Is that what like, Exile was based on? Basically, he would be by himself, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, he went off into space yeah. and just moats for like, um, which is great. I loved it. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, it was a good story. He went on like a planet to farm and stuff, and then it stormed and destroyed all his clo- crops. And he's like, "Oh man, this sucks." So. <laughs> <laughs> <Off> he goes. <laughs> yeah, he just left after that. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I would like to see him just on his own or without a support network, because um, you know, as Morrison says, like it's. Just, you know, Superman shouldn't need to always go to other people to sort of yeah. unload his problems. I get it, you know, like, we're all supposed to do that, but it, it's Superman. I like seeing him tackle problems just himself yeah. and come to conclusions himself. And, like, honestly, it's not that big a problem. He still does that. Mm. Um, I would just like to see more of that, I guess. But I guess that's also kind of indicative of whoever's writing the run. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm less interested in Superman as a family book. Like, not not as in, like, it can be for all ages, but I'm less interested in reading about Superman's family along sure. with him. Sure, yeah, you, you, know? you just want Superman, um, unadulterated. Like, have have one book where you do that, sure. Yep. Then have the other book, you know, just Superman. Yes. Um, yeah, well, have like... a Superman family book. Yeah, I mean, it, nothing to yeah, say that both everyone. can't be done. Yeah, it's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there should be just... As an aside, bring Elseworlds back or something. Ooh, I mean, be, they're yeah. kind of doing that with... They are doing that with Black Label, I guess. Like, Superman Year One, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. But just give us more. Give us more yeah. things not constrained by continuity. Mm. Yeah, I like the Elseworlds. I mean, it's proven that the Elseworlds that we've reviewed so far have been, been a lot of fun. All of them, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I guess that's uh, areas we'd like to see explored more. Mm-hmm. I was surprised you went horror. I thought you'd go super cosmic. I know, but um, see that... I mean, again, see, I veered away from it because I thought, like, there's plenty... It has of, been done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's all the really cool cosmic stuff. It's all from, like, the 80s, 70s, and 60s. Right. We haven't gotten as much of it. I want more. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was this? I mean, Ro- I guess... Rogel Zar's not, not good enough for you. Rogel Zar. <laughs> well, I was, I was actually about to say, we got heaps of cosmic stuff with Vendors. Yeah. It just wasn't great it wasn't great yeah like I, I really want to see actually this could add to my list i really want to see superman just you know exploring the mysteries of the universe you know traveling mm. through the cosmos you know like some silver surfer style you know except less mopey i guess yeah just um, just in some some you know. really um far out corners has he gone to to see mix it mr mix picklick and all that has he gone to that dimension in the fifth dimension yeah. mm, i don't know he might have that would be pretty cool it'd be a cool story yeah but I guess, yeah, um, you know, but yeah, like, 
and in fact that could make for a good Green Lantern team up as well like Superman and Green Lantern exploring you know like yeah. Superman grounded right he's walking across America why don't we get oh, Superman yeah. ungrounded Ooh. where he's flying through space again to the farthest reaches of the universe I just want to see weird planets yeah. and stuff or weird mysteries yeah, you know exactly. and I think and I think Superman's a great character to do that with because obviously there's books that do that anyway like you know yeah. Um, Green Lantern, Adam Strange, and stuff, but I want to see Superman do mm. it more. So, and I'd love uh, to see them. Yeah, I'd love to see them establish mm. like another race or another planet properly. I mean, Ooh. like I, I love the yeah. cosmic stuff, but you know how a lot of it's fleeting. Like they walk into a bar full of like fifty different species yeah. of aliens. It's like, well, I've never seen them before, but someone's had a go at doing as as different looking aliens as they can. But that's the last yeah. that we see of them or hear of them. Uh, I yeah. would love to start to you know, build some sort of understanding of, of this the system, the solar system around. I've heard Green Lantern's pretty good for that. Yeah, actually, I'd imagine that probably would be. Yeah, because that mm. leans heavily on, on that. It relies a lot on that, doesn't it? So, yeah. I don't like when Green Lantern's street level, because it's like, what a waste. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I guess... Um, the final one mm-hmm. is... Well, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I don't know. I guess not. Um, so the final one is, like, you know, would you... If hypothetical universe, would yeah. you like to see Superman go free to remain? Or would you think, you know, people would just be doing stupid stories? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, it's really weird, because as you say, yeah, so in, in a hypothetical world, regardless of whether... Disney or DC would make it happen, um, say that they do make it happen. Um, yeah, I just couldn't help but just start thinking, okay, so what are the, you know, what are the pitfalls of this? Like, um, because mm. obviously there's a massive freedom to be able, like if it's public domain, you can, you can use it, um, you can use them any way you want, but then what happens to his canon and law? It it kind of it loses control his a bit. Legacy, yeah, yeah. The um, so there aren't any, I guess, what would you call it, custodians, which is what DC is now, and the writers, yeah, uh, to kind of control, kind of and direct him where he goes. Um, but then you know, on the flip side as well, I was thinking of the likes of say Dracula and all that. You know, yeah, freely used. Uh, Marvel uses Dracula quite freely. Um, pretty cool, you know. It's yeah. nothing bad. Um, he he kind he kind of gets integrated. He was in the latest Avengers run, as well. Um, yeah, pretty okay. cool. Um, he's been in some cartoons, Dracula, and all that, and that's cool. Uh, so it doesn't really hurt the character, I don't think, in, in that regards. But um, I would be con- I don't know. I would be concerned that anybody and everybody can just do something to Superman, and then yeah, the the. the um, I'm not saying the real because every anyone who's a fan of Superman is a fan, but the people that do really invest in a lot of his intricacies and his history and all that, um, it would be a little disappointing, I think. Mm. Mm. I mean, what do you, what's your yeah. take on it? Um, as, like you said, I think there's pros and cons. Mm. Um, I guess with the pros, it's like. As you said, there's a lot of freedom main characters like Dracula and stuff, yep. um, and I think. Superman could quite easily be like that. Like, you know, he's been around long enough. Yep. Um, uh, so I think it would be in the spirit of the character as well that everyone could sort of contribute. 
yeah. and stuff. I guess that's what fan fiction is for. But anyway, um, <laughs> so but on the flip side, it's like there'll be as much as we would laugh at current DC, there would be no quality control. Yeah. yeah. So what if what if like what if all these people who don't like Superman just start writing Superman as like evil <laughs> and stuff and more like Homelander from the boys? Well, yeah. I mean, I'll, like seriously, like maybe. Maybe that's what Superman is to a lot of people, you know, he's just this outdated yeah. thing and they're constantly doing, like, these evil deconstructions and stuff, so I, I don't know what it would do for the legacy of the character, but um, as, it could be really good, could be really bad, but... Yeah, I mean, having said that, like, what you were just saying there now, though, as well, on the on the flip side, I guess if, if anybody and everyone, and, like, people that write him the way that, however the hell they want to write him, it kind of lessens the value anyway, so... If someone writes a story like how, it, like as a Homelander type character, I mean, in the end, would that really matter? Because you know what I mean. Because it's not, it's not part of his legacy. It's because his freedom. It's like public domain. That's just the story. It's not. Yeah. It's not him anymore. It's like yeah. So he does lose that kind of. Uh, yeah, as you're saying, that, that legacy. But um, mm. we could get, like, you know, with public domain, we could get stories like team-ups, what we've just mentioned, or, or villain team-ups. true. And that would be awesome. We'd finally see that come to fruition in that sense. But as you say... Yeah, because people like Dark Horse could use it. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. But again, as you say, that's what fanfic is for as well. So if you, if you want yeah. to, you can just... I'm sure you can dig it up somewhere. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard one. Um yeah, mm. yeah. Because, yeah, they're definitely... Because it, yeah. it's also like, well, is it really Superman, you know? Because well, it's just some... I mean... Anyone can do it now, so... I mean, again, looking at, but, uh, looking at Dracula then, so is um, Bram, Stoker, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and then if you look at Dracula used in, I don't know, whatever, like the Bela Lugosi films... Is that really very dr- different? Is that is that Dracula yeah. though? Um, and it's like, well, mm. it, it did carve out a little niche as a as a memorable kind of representation. That is Dracula to a lot of people, yeah. even if it's not quite accurate to the original. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you have the bloody movie Bram Stoker's Dracula with the the, <laughs> the big head. <laughs> <with the gun. laughs> Dracula's oh it's just in love oh oh, god again yeah (laughs) Dracula's just a misunderstood love Uh, anyway Mm. yeah no so it is interesting Um, god why can't they just make a good Dracula movie you know like these days have you seen the one on Netflix there's a series I think it's called Dracula oh I've heard it's horrible I haven't yeah I haven't uh, well apparently they changed Van Helsing to like some nun hunter or something and I was just like no I tuned out right there just keep Van Helsing as the awesome kind of Austrian you know Hugh Jackman uh, you know he's physically (laughs) strong he's mentally strong not Hugh Jackman (laughs) that's another case stop messing with it don't don't make him a weirdo like Anthony Hopkins the closest (laughs) we've gotten is Peter Cushing oh yeah uh, and Peter Cushing wasn't 100% accurate to the book, but his character was in the right spirit. But anyway, just me ranting about Dracula. Um, yeah. Ooh, hidden gem, though, for listeners, the 1970s Dracula with the disco hairdo. Ooh, nice. uh, That's pretty good. Nice. Uh, Sir, Sir Lawrence Olivier as Van Helsing. So, um, But uh, anyway, yeah, so it is a pickle. Yeah. I was going to say, if you like had a gun to your head and you decided the fate, <laughs> but I, I don't know if we'd be able to choose, because like, I don't know. Yeah. 
I think it's an interesting, it's probably never going to happen, but yeah. a few years ago, it was on the table. Mm, yeah. Yeah, right. And I just kind of wanted to have this discussion anyway. It's a great, you know? it's a great talking um, point. I've got to say that. It's, um, because, because Superman has, I guess he, he does warrant that sort of consideration because, as you say, he's been around long enough and he's, he has he's elevated. And other characters who've been around like that are, free domain mm-hmm. um, yeah and he's the archetypal superhero you, you know what i mean so he embodies like a whole like a genre of, of characters yeah so um it makes sense that he he would be i guess they got around it with like the countless superman pastiches you yeah. know yeah um yeah uh yeah all right well um i think that wraps up our little talk this is our you know, our little 50 episode 52 unless you had any extra thoughts uh no no that was good. it's been very enjoyable it's been uh fun to th- yeah thanks connor for for um you know coming up with these scenarios these questions i think it does generate a lot of discussion i'd uh, love to hear listeners uh responses to it as well i mean thank you to, mm, to, to dave uh, anonymous and to rebecca as well but uh listeners if you yeah if you find any of this discussion interesting as well, drop us a line. Let us know what you think about public domain Superman or Superman crossovers or Superman v whatever villain you want. It's uh, very interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, so next episode will be part one of Secret Identity with Rebecca. We'll be doing two issues. Ooh. And then after that, I believe we might shuffle things around depending how it goes. But this is the rough plan for the next three episodes uh, is our nice Halloween boogaloo, uh, our annual tradition. We'll be doing a Superman horror story oh. and haven't chosen one yet. Yeah. Uh, but, that you know, there is a cup. There's some to choose from. And um, obviously there will be part two of Secret Identity with Rebecca as well. Cool. So that that's the plan for the next three episodes. Not sure what order they are in, but... You yeah, know. no, we'll, we'll work around it as well, but uh, plenty to to sink our teeth into. No pun intended. Mm. <laughs> yes, blah. <laughs> All right. Until next time, uh, fly. <laughs> just fly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I can't think of any Gary Oldman. Um, just do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I was quoting Stanfield there. I know anyone that's watched The Professional will know. Um, yeah. Anyway, enjoy your Superman comics. Uh, enjoy 52. Enjoy life. Yeah. And uh, read Secret Identity before yes. the next episode. All right. See you. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.